following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Bienvenido a Lucha Outside Show. Yo soy Leo, él es Mario. Have no fear, the legend thriller is here. I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, the stage show, and the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And this is the Lucha Outsider Show, episode 169. 169, 169. See, I didn't ask for it, right? Because I, I looked, I did my homework. I thought you were going to keep speaking Spanish, you know? Bro, my Spanish is terrible. Come on. Muchas gracias. Bienvenidos a Lucha Outsider Show. My Spanish is... As bad as Bad Bunny's English. <laughs> Even so, though he's gotten better. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting better, Poppy. Uh, What's up, bro? <laughs> well, I'm back in studio. We're here. Yeah. We're live, live. Woo. Yeah. You're energized. Woo. We missed the week. Yeah, we did. It well, was Valentine's Day. I mean, do you expect for me to go, hey, wife, Valentine's Day. I'm going to do a show. Uh-uh. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> oh, she no. might hit you with one of no. these. Doesn't work like that. Nope. Mm-mm. So, completely behind the curtain. So, yeah, we were just upstairs, right? Because yes. I, I brought your children, your children, children. over. Double right? R. Because they don't, yeah. they don't uh, live too far away from me, right? Mm-hmm. So, I did you the favor. I was like, yeah, I'm coming Gra- up anyway, so I'll bring the kids yes. over, right? So, I was just talking to rated PG, Vince, <laughs> right? And he was schooling me on Fortnite. I do, man. I had, first of all, I, I knew what Fortnite was. I know it's a game, but, like, but, I'm not a gamer. I but, still have a 360 that's collecting <laughs> dust at home. You still like, got an Atari. Right. <laughs> I'm used, my type of video games is, like, you know, like the old Grand Theft Auto. Uh, back, back you know, like day. Sonic, uh, Mario, Super Mario, Donkey Kong. Uh-huh. You know, those type of games, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. going back to 64, Revenge, uh, no Mercy. Crash Bandicoot. Yes, those that's games. Good, Mario Kart, Mario Party. Those are my games. Okay. All right. I'm not into the, the new you, stuff. That you're the not kids, a Fortniter. I, I don't even know what that is. No. Right. So <laughs> Vince is schooling me on this, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is like the movie Real Player One. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. Basically. <laughs> Basically, I'm, I'm surprised that WWE hasn't gotten into that yet. I don't think I've seen any wrestlers on there, but they should. You know what I mean? Because they're they they're in bed with everybody nowadays. So I well, mean, uh, but are they really in bed? No, <laughs> okay. no. Uh, yeah, if you believe that that peacock thing worked <laughs> out, no, they're, they're not making money. Anyway, uh, say what's up to everybody that's there on the chat. What up to Gadiel Soto? Our first uh, comment. He said, "Weapomania, run wild." Ay, Dios mío. Eh, there you go. <laughs> Share the video, guys, that the people know that we are here. Do you got something there? Do you got a little something? There? We are here. No, okay. Uh, so we're here, bro. A lot of wrestling going on. A lot of crazy stuff going on. Before we get started. No, wait, sorry, wait, first wait. mistake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you know I'm what? sorry. You know what? I first of all mistake. You know what? I moved. I moved the mouse. I moved the mouse so I can get you know so I can get the 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 
thing up and running. The and, thing, and the thing with the thing with uh, the thing. Before we get started, give me a minute. Hashtag, it's Rebel time. That's what's good about doing in studio. You know, the mic is a little bit know, stronger, so we can bring it up. You hear? You hear Even though when when you missed the week, um, yeah. Royal Rumble weekend, what uh -huh. I did with Iridian, yes. I did it also, mm -hmm. and you heard it too. Like, you heard nice. the mic, and she was like, wow, that sounds so very authentic. Well, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm yeah. really opening up a Red Bull. It's, it's, it's not our first time there, <laughs> Iridian. No. <laughs> what, okay. up, what up to the rest, rest friends? friends? So, we've been doing, if you've been following the bouncing ball, right? The We've been ball. doing the rotating third Bing. gimmick for a couple months Bing. now, right? Bing. Couple months. It's been mm -hmm. I think I think it's been very successful. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, we had a call on Audible this week. Yes. And I'm not saying that we, we don't have a guest host. I'm Omaha! Omaha No, that's not no, an audible. No. Okay. I'm not saying that we don't have a guest host with us, but what uh -huh. I'm saying is we normally have a rotating third. We have yeah. like other podcasters from other podcasts. Mm -hmm. We have content creators on the yes. show being our rotating third. Well, we had a call in Audible because yes. the last two weeks uh -huh. have been so, there's been so many crazy shit happening. I was like, listen, there's only one person I have to have this conversation with, right? There's only one guy. There's only one guy. There's only to one the guy. point that we're giving him an actual like gimmick name now. Oh, we are. He's now the uh -huh. analysis of the LOC. Okay, oh, like you know him, yeah. right? He's the creator of Wrestle Radar. He is a contributor for the Royal Ramble, and he's also a diehard Mets fan. Our boy, Ryan Radar. Yeah! Woo! Woo! Wow, what an introduction. Right. What a new name. I love the new gimmick. <laughs> Dude, you would think we do this every week, right? You would think let me, like... Let me, let me put it this way, Ryan. First yeah. of all... Welcome back to the show. But to the point that every time that you're on the show, something crazy happens, and we had to call an audible. We didn't have a rotating third. It's like at this point, he's not even a rotating third anymore. We have to give this guy a, a name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe give me a permanent spot on here, right? Thank oh! you, Sam. Oh! Oh! He said thank you, Sam. <laughs> See, no, I like that. I like that. As of right now, you're the analyst of the LOC, but hey, we might make this a permanent <laughs> position. We might we, make this a permanent position. We might need a rotating fourth. So we might need a <laughs> yeah, right, fourth. right. Get that fourth person to rotate. I ain't rotating no more. I'm here. I like it. I like it. I like it. We need the air. We need the air horn to play. I like it. I like it. I don't allow it. I don't allow it. All right, Brian. I like it. I like it. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Wow. You Great can't to be top back, that. As just... always, like you said, every single time I come on here, coincidence or not, the wrestling world's exploding in some <laughs> different fashion. It's unbelievable. All right. Before we get started and we talk about all the craziness that has occurred the last two weeks, I do want to send best wishes from everyone on Lucha Outsider Show to Conan. He uh, He's battling COVID. He's had some kidney issues. Um... I believe Court Bauer and um, some of the other people that he does um, the podcast with, you know, Disco and uh, Joe Feeney, they did give some updates saying that, you know, he is feeling better. I believe, what's his face from Wrestling Inc.? Um, Nick Hausman. He's also friends with Conan. He did give an update saying that, you know, he is in better spirits. But uh, still, man, crazy situation. He's 57 years old. Um, so shout outs to Conan. Best wishes to him. Yeah, Dave Meltzer, I think, uh, tweeted that he was out of the hospital, so that's a good thing. Oh, and, that's, a, uh, that's a great hope, thing. Great, hope, great hope he gets thing. better from from here on out. And that, that is a quick great road thing. to recovery. Absolutely. 
All right, guys. A let's... quick fun fact about Conan. When he lost his mask when he was wrestling down in uh, in Mexico, a little kid actually took it off. He only let a little kid take off his mask. You know how big it is like for them to take off mm-hmm. their mask in Mexico? There you go. I was actually watching a video today of uh, different uh, luchadors that were unmasked. Okay. They had Andrade on there. They had Rush on there when he lost his mask. So, yeah, Conan. That's what I figured out this week. There you go. Kiko. What a cool Fox. guy. Say, yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's very interesting. All right. Let's talk about some crazy shit um, that's happened. So, the let's, let's kind of rewind back. All right. So, we had this rewind. crazy tag match on Dynamite. We had Kenta, Kenny Omega, uh, both, I guess, Bullet Club versions, if you want to call it, kind of collided here mm-hmm. to take on Moxley and Lance Archer in an incredible, crazy, kind of an Attitude Era-esque <coughs> uh, match. I enjoyed the match. Um, Ryan, what did you think of the match? Oh, super fun, man. I was entertained the entire way. Uh, I thought Kenta looked outstanding in this yes. match. Uh, I really am not like a huge Kenta fan. He puts me to sleep a lot. He bores <laughs> the shit out of me, especially when I'm watching him at 3 in the morning for New Japan. But, man, he really showed up for this, and he put in the work. And I was really entertained between his interactions with Mox and – you know, Archer was super good in that match, so I thought it was great. Really entertaining, definitely lived up to all the hype that it, it had surrounding it. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because going back um, to your criticism on Kenta, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the biggest Kenta fan either. I remember when mm-hmm. when he got to NXT, I was like, man, you know, obviously he's he was quote-unquote called injury-prone. Um, he had a couple injuries in NXT. And even like... The way he looked physically, he didn't really look very impressive in NXT. And then he goes yeah. back to New Japan, and he, I believe he made his debut, I think, was at that G1 Dallas card. And I think he fought uh, – who did he fight that uh, – I can't, I can't remember who he fought. Uh, yeah. Well, I he, think that was his – yeah, that was his first match. I can't remember who he fought, but he debuted at Dominion. Yes, yes. Alongside Shibata. Right, right. So – um. He ended up joining the Bullet Club, and there was some steam on Kenta. Um, there were some Kenta matches were cool, but for the most part, there's some Kenta matches like, eh, it's just not for me. Right, so, like Kenta versus Goto at Wrestle Kingdom last year. Who the hell wants to see that at mm-hmm. 4 in the morning? But continue. Right, so now you see him doing like some of the New Japan Strong stuff, and now what we saw with Dynamite, you know, making his appearance, it's crazy. One night on Dynamite, just one night, mm-hmm. made him look like a star. Yeah. It, and isn't it funny, too, how you how you said that he was always injured when he was in NXT and he's been in New Japan now for, what, two years? Guy hasn't been injured once. Not once. Not <laughs> it's once. amazing. It's amazing. But, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. He, he looked like a freaking star. And for anybody who, you know, is a casual fan that watches Dynamite that doesn't follow the storylines and – doesn't know why Kent is here and why Kent is so special and maybe doesn't realize that that's Hideo Itami from NXT. Um, you know, they were, they had to be impressed by him and, and understand why he's a big deal because he was great in that match. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, like, you know, with him being injured, it, it has to do with the schedule too. It has to do with what they're having yeah. him do. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. If you've been in the business for anything more than five years, you already know your workout regimen. You already know what makes you tick. Now you come to NXT. I'm pretty sure they're doing some stupid stuff. Oh, we got to do three hours of ring time. No, I don't need to do three hours of ring time. I've been doing this for 5, 10, 15 years. And yeah. then that also takes a toll. Um, but again, 
for him to be labeled as injury prone, that was only in that time, that time span that he was in NXT. He didn't have any issues before. He hasn't had any issues since. So what is that telling you? That the doctors at NXT suck. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Go ahead, Mario. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, that happened. The match lived up to the hype. Um, and like I said, like Ryan said, if you did not watch this match, if you're even a casual fan, you should go back and watch it because it was a really good match. So the last time you was on the show, Ryan, we did kind of break down the the potential at the time, the potential potential partnership with New Japan and what could this mean. And not saying that I was shitting or poo-pooing on it, but I was just more being a little bit more realistic. Poo-pooing like, yes, on it? Yeah, like I, I, like, I, like I was <laughs> hyped. I was I, I didn't want to get too hyped because we just never know sometimes with these partnerships. So I was just being a little bit <laughs> realistic at the time. Like, hey, let's keep in mind, there's still a pandemic going on. Also, um, you know, this could be like maybe – yeah, we're we're testing the waters here, but this not might not be a full partnership. Well, that all ended up changing the weekend of NXT Takeover. So, No Surrender was a Impact Plus show uh, that they have. Impact Plus is kind of like their WWE Network, right? So sometimes they have exclusive like specials on there that kind of like are are pay per views just for that app, right? You can't get it anywhere else besides Impact Plus, or I think you can get it through the Fight app, but it's not like on traditional pay per view or anything like that, right? So yep. I ended up having credit, right? Fight credit. So I was like, you know what? Let me throw in pack a bone. Like, you know, I normally don't <laughs> I normally don't buy these specials, right? I normally just buy the big pay-per-views, right? So I was like, you know what? It's Saturday. They ain't really nothing much for me to do. Let, let me throw them a bone and let me buy this no surrender P, uh PPV, right? I ended up watching cool PPV. Would it be something that I would have paid with my money? No, but since I got the credit for it, yeah, why not, right? So the show was good. I was entertained. But the biggest news coming out of this show wasn't even in the show, in theory. After the show is over and you see, like, the whole Impact graphic on the, the lower third. Not even lower third. It's kind of, like, on the bottom, the mm -hmm. way Impact. You see Impact Wrestling. It closes out. They show this video package. And at first, I'm thinking, like, oh, what are, what are they promoting? Like, a, a New Japan thing? Like, that's what I instantly thought. Like, is New yeah. Japan going to have a special on the fight app? It, it had a New Japan feel to it. Like, yes. the way they do the cutaways. They did the cutaways. Yeah. You, yep. hear the, the, you hear the, the, the commentary in, in Japan. You hear the, even the, the ring announcer ja Japan announcing Finjuice, Juice Robinson, and um, David Finley. But then when you see the, the, the visual of them standing there, I'm like, wait a minute. That looks like the Impact Wrestling entranceway mm -hmm. and you go on social media and everyone's losing their fucking mind fin juice is coming to impact wrestling they put the graphic impact wrestling they're gonna be on tuesday's night impact if that wasn't news buzzy enough right in a matter of hours that following morning mm -hmm. right the morning of nxc takeover dave Meltzer, right goes on wrestling observer and says there's a partnership now with AEW Impact and New Japan to the point where Okada, the god of mm -hmm. New Japan, is going to be involved with Impact and AEW at some point. Now, obviously, there's a pandemic going on, and we, we don't know when that's going to happen. They said but, he's coming. But it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's a full-fledged partnership. I'm dubbing it the Forbidden Alliance at this point. Ryan, <laughs> give me your thoughts, dude. <laughs> Because we were going nuts that morning to the point that we didn't even give a fuck about TakeOver. Dude, for real. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know how to start to even talk about this. It, this is massive in every single possible way. And who would have ever thought this could ever be a reality? I, I mean, really, I, I just I never thought when AEW came into the picture that 
they were going to literally change the entire wrestling landscape this way. You know, uh, how many times did the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega constantly say change the world or change the wrestling world, this and that years ago? And it's like you hear them say that from years ago. If you go back and watch like interviews yes. and stuff and what, the way they say that. And now you see what they're doing now, bro. It is insane, man. Like wrestling is so good right now. If you're not a fan, I think I said this the last time I was on the show. I said, if you're not a wrestling fan, what the hell do you do? What do you watch? I feel bad for you because it's so damn exciting right now. I mean, man, the possibilities of New Japan talent working impact and vice versa, going to AEW and AEW talent going to, to New Japan. And I mean, geez, man, like the possibilities are endless. Like I can't even... God, I could sit here and ramble off so many dream matches (laughs) that are going to probably be a reality. That's the crazy part about this. I don't even need to fantasize about it. It could be a reality. So more on the – we'll we'll bring AEW in the picture in a bit, but more on the whole Impact New Japan stuff because this is very interesting, and we were having a conversation about it when we were DMing each other that morning when we were like, yo, fuck TakeOver. Let's talk about this. (laughs) Listen, we're going to talk about TakeOver. So for you WWE uh, loyalists that don't give a shit about anything else, like, listen, don't calm your tits. We're going to talk about TakeOver. (laughs) But but, um, so the Impact in Japan stuff is very interesting because it's no secret that TNA, the old TNA in Japan had a very bad breakup, especially with the treatment Mm -hmm. of Okada when they paired him up with Samoa Joe and they kind of made him like the Green Hornet sidekick, if you remember back in the day. That was bad. And then... Okada goes back to New Japan and becomes legit the biggest star in fucking New Japan. And then you kind of got to give TNA one of these. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Because it's like you had this guy in your roster and you put him with a, put him on his stupid mask, right? So I, I want to know who said this was, this would be really good. Vince Russo. There you go. Yeah, That's all you got to say. Yep. So um, that explains a lot. You know, this, this, this um, <laughs> You know, this says a lot of what, about what Don Callis and um, Scott Demore is doing. They went over there. They made things right. And mm-hmm. for them to, you know, and obviously Don Callis did work with New Japan uh, before, right. you know, doing a color and stuff for the English commentary team with um, Kevin Kelly. It just goes, it, it went to the point where they went to Japan, which this was under everyone's radar. Nobody, no pun, <laughs> radar. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nobody, nobody knew that they, I had no idea that Scott Demore and Don Cows went to Japan to talk with the with the higher ups of uh, of you know New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's respect, though. They went over there and That's patched respect. everything up mm-hmm. to the point yeah. where now they're back in business with Impact Wrestling. I think Don Cows and Scott Demore have a vision where they're gonna kind of uh, you know redo all the wrongs that the old TNA uh, realm, you know, the the higher ups of TNA at that point did, you know, did the wrongs to Okada and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, they already have patched up the company and completely proved to everybody that it's not the same company. I mean, they with everything that they've done, not including these partnerships, but just the way Impact is run right now, you know, you could see a major difference if you've watched, you know, TNA, you know, from years ago and when it was Impact for those years with Hulk Hogan there and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it shows that these two guys are serious about, you know, you know, they have the same vision as, you know, a guy like, uh, Tony Khan, for example, where they just want to work with everybody. They want to, you know, make wrestling good again, make the company good again. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the work that they've done to really make impact what it is today in 2021 
it really is remarkable. And I don't watch Impact every week. I'm not an Impact loyalist. Um, I watch their pay-per-views because, you know, it's every few months they, they have a good pay-per-view. It's always a stacked card. I'm not against Impact in any way. I just don't have time to consume another wrestling product, right, you know, right, um, right. during the week. But, you know, I, I can't say enough of good things about Impact in general and, and what Scott Demore and Don Callis have done with that company. It, it really is crazy. And to see Okada back in that company is going to be a sight to see. It really is because, again, for the people who have, who remember what he once was in TNA, it's just going to be incredible to see him back in an Impact ring in a whole different light. Yeah, man, and the, and the matchups are, are endless. You know, even you know not not really including AEW right now, but just with with Impact, you know, mm-hmm. Impact has a, a very stacked roster. They have incredible talent yep. there too, and and you know the the matchups are endless. Um, one more thing on, on the on the whole um Impact uh New Japan stuff. You know, us as wrestling fans, especially if mm-hmm. you do the kind of stuff that we do, you know, we, we go on here, we talk about this, and we kind of try to break down certain things and kind of criticize certain things. You know, this is, in, in, a, in a way, in a way, this is kind of under our noses. And what I what I mean by that is, you know, we've seen Chris Bay and we've seen TJP be, invo- be involved with New Japan Strong in the, in the Super J Cup. We've seen that involved. We've seen them mm-hmm. being on New Japan Strong. So it's like, okay, maybe there's a clause in their contract. Maybe there's something there. But... You know, it just goes to show you that New Japan was cool. Like, yeah, we have no problem having impact talent in our show. Uh, so this is, has been, I guess, uh, it's been a slow process to the point that us fans, we didn't even realize it. But now it's a full-fledged partnership to the point where, hey, they, they're, they're putting the New Japan logo on there. They're doing, um, after Impact Wrestling, they have Impact in 60 where they kind of break down like yeah. old-school matches. This past week, they had a New Japan show on there where they, were, they, they showed classic matches of you know, former TNA slash Impact stars fighting with New Japan talent. So they had Okada and Alex Shelley from yeah. Impact back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know what's good with, with a lot of this stuff is again, so you can have different talent work at at, at other uh, places, but once the company's behind it and once the company's okay with putting their their logo because the logo is the is the biggest thing that they hold dear to. Um, for them to actually let go of that logo and to put it on somebody else's show, that kind of shows basically that that they trust those people. And again, that's why I said before it was a, it was a show of of respect because very easily you could just hey you know let's let's jump on a Zoom call. No, these guys went no, over went to, to Japan, Japan. right? And, and nobody knew about, it. not even Meltzer knew about it until mm-hmm. recently. So, yeah. but but that's good. That's good again because it, it shows. And again, so it changed the world, right? That's what they've been saying this whole time. But this is something that we've talked about here on the shows, I think, since the first show. This is what the indie should have done in the 80s. This is what the indie should have done in the, ni- well, in the 90s. They were barely there. But this is what they should have done in the 80s when McMahon was buying everybody out when nobody wanted to work with each other. That's what they should have done. So, But I'm, I'm glad that they're doing that now. And you know what? Like Ryan said before, if you're not a wrestling fan, I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> so um, going back to... The last time you was on here, Ryan, which was the episode before, <laughs> the last episode, pretty much, because we were off last week. Yeah, right. um, we Two were weeks ta- ago, yeah, we were talking about uh, the potential of having like a garden show, right? So yeah. now mm-hmm. that we have like this alliance between Impact, AEW, and New Japan, like it's not far fetched to say we could potentially get an all in esque oh. type show at the That's Garden where so- we could potentially see. 
Omega Okada or even Omega Ibushi. The way All In should have been. You know what I mean? When you first had All yeah. In, we, instead of just having like kind of like like have your you, actual you, champions. In, well, don't get me wrong. I love All In. No, no, right? I, me too. Yeah, me all too. In, you had more of sprinkles of promotion. Exactly. Instead of actually have full fe- full fledged crossover. Well, wasn't it uh, TNA that had uh, when Worlds Collide or something like that? Like when they had like US against Canada. Um, at one point, it was back in the in the six sided ring. You're talking about um, where they had Petey William. Yeah, you're talking about yeah. the um, Team Canada. I forget what they called it. Wasn't it like the X Cup or something like that? It was something like that. But now imagine if you do something like that, but with promotions. Mm-hmm. You know how good that would look. Like you set up so, uh, on one side the Impact entrance, on the other side the New Japan entrance, the other side AEW, and just have them come down to the ring. Especially that with would look AEW awesome. trademarking. Um, what was that? The thing that they trademark uh, the champ battle of championships or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some tournament, yeah. Uh, I forget what. Yeah, I think it was like it's something with championships or something like that. Yeah. So, so Ryan, what what do you what's your thoughts of a potential all in esque, if you will, at the Garden? Bro, I mean, if if they if they have, which is the, this is what Meltzer said too, it's a real possibility that they could do Omega Okada on U.S. soil at the Garden or an Omega and Ibushi match. He said all those guys want to do the match, like that they wouldn't be opposed to doing it. My God, man, if that was at Madison Square Garden, <laughs> I just can't even imagine the what ticket sales would be like dude how, i would try i really much, would i really would try to get front row seats i, I was literally just gonna say that i was <laughs> I, I don't want to sound dramatic but i would i would literally dig deep into my savings account and spend any amount of money on that just to get a good damn seat uh, uh, to watch that uh, masterpiece in front of my eye like, i mean dude, really like, like imagine like imagine dude and, and imagine ray phoenix versus osprey what <laughs> Dude, the, the the possibilities are endless, like you said. I mean, yeah, dude, and, and it's all realistic too. Like we don't even have to fantasize about this. Like who's to say that we won't get a Phoenix versus Osprey match in the future? Like why not? You if know, they're working together, I don't see why not. That's a huge missed opportunity. Who wouldn't want to see those guys go you, at? You, you know, uh, this match has been done countless of times, but to me, it, it's just never boring. I never get sick of the match. You know, in the last time they 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 had a match together, which was brutal, and I remember that match stood out to me that year, is mm-hmm. when uh, the Lucha Brothers were still in Impact, um, and we had that great Sammy Callahan and Pent- Pentagon feud. I oh, would man. I would be down for another match between them two. Yes, like, at, imagine them at the Garden, dude. No, Oof. like no rules, like just being the shit out of each other. Yeah, man, that match was outstanding at that Impact show years ago. Um, that was like one of the pay-per-views that really stood out. Simeversary 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, and everybody was like, wow, this Impact show was great. And that match was talked about for so long. They used like, uh, you know, nails and shit like that, right? <laughs> they, like, it was like a hardcore match. You no, know, they, freaking, they used Sammy um, Callahan's putting the nail on Pent- yeah. Pentagon's head and hitting it with the hammer. They, it was brutal. They, um, I would I would, I would love to see that match like at the Garden. Yeah. And, and Dude, with this partnership... It's possible. I'm just thinking about like Sammy Callahan versus like Minoru Suzuki, mm-hmm. like freaking yeah, you know, like Mo- even Mox and Callahan with the with the history that they have. Yeah. Um, 
my god, man, I can go on and on. I can go on and on all day. Like this is just it's unbelievable. So, how... so, so Leo, behind the curtain, this was us that morning. Oh, I we it. did we did not <laughs> even talk about takeover, right? I believe and, it. And at one point I think I even told Ryan, yo, man, fuck NXT. <laughs> like, you did. And, and you did. I was like, whoa, Mario. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm obviously I'm saying that joking around because NXT know, was a great show and we're, and we're gonna talk about that. But it's just it's one of the one of these situations, and I said this to you, Ryan. Once again, AEW New Japan Impact. Now they kind of stole NXT Thunder on yeah, their completely. fucking weekend, yeah. unintentionally or intentionally. No, I don't know. Intentionally, nothing happens unintentionally <laughs> in the wrestling world. <laughs> they, they probably knew about it like two months and, ago. And it's sad because obviously NXT had a great show, and we and like I said, we yeah. are gonna talk about that, but. Man, it's just there was no after the no surrender stuff happened after that little vignette that we got, and then the the news that Meltzer dropped that morning. You're right. Nobody was talking about takeover until you know like so so blame Meltzer for that, <laughs> right? Because he's the one that got us all giddy. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but it, it's just it's just it's just great. Like I was I was on a high for a couple hours. I'm like, wow, dude, me th- too. This partnership is really happening, and I'm so happy for Impact because. I was I was saying this uh I was actually saying uh, talking about this yesterday. Impact has been one of the most consistent products since like 2018 since uh the more and Cal's got into the company. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. like wrestling's best secret. Okay, you know, best yeah, kept secret. It is. But but what happens with a lot of that is again and we've said it here before where people just think of Impact and they think of Dixie or they think of Impact that's and the they problem. think of Hulk yeah. Hogan. Uh that's and again, if the and, it, and if that's their their defense, if you will, on why they don't watch the product. And, dude, it's like saying, yeah, I listen to you every morning, and they don't even know that the guy's been out of radio for, like, 10 years. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's un- that's the unfortunate part. That's why I feel bad for Impact, because they're always going to have that behind them. They're always going to ha- get a bad rep because of how the company used to be. And um, quite honestly, though, like, I was a big diehard TNA Me fan back too. in yep. those golden years of yep. TNA, where it was like, you know, I don't. I don't want to say. Obviously, not 2005. I haven't been a fan for that long. But like 2008, like until it, like probably until like, like 10. Hogan probably got like 10. There. Yeah, probably like till like 10. Like from yeah. 2000, and I was wa- watching TNA before that because the Wednesday it, night pay per view. The baby. Wednesday night pay per view. So <laughs> I don't Back know. I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> and, and I don't. And I don't mean to as a dig, Ryan. But like you're younger than me, so I don't know if you yeah. might remember this. But there used to be this black box they would give you every single fucking channel even pay-per-use for free right <laughs> and it was an illegal black box and we had this right? it was iptv before iptv so <laughs> i would get all the pay-per-view channels and porn channels too obviously but but Ooh, i would i would I... get pay-per-views and i watch all the pay-per-views for free and one of the pay-per-views i would watch as a kid was these wednesday night T- nwa tna pay-per-view so i've been following tna since like the start of it so wow. from like Early 2000, 2002, 2003 to right. like 2010, those years are just amazing. And then things just started happening. And well, because yeah. <laughs> when when yeah. TNA first started, right. it was basically after WCW got sold, but it wasn't like a WCW knockoff. That's when they started bringing in Samoa Joe's. That's when they started with AJ Styles. This is when they started to build their own stars. Yeah, you had your Scott Halls. Yeah, you had your your Jeff Jarrett. But they were able to bring in 
and make new stars like AJ Styles. I, exactly, right. but but that's what you needed there. That that's what basically got them on the map. And again, to, what the thing that drew me to them was the X division. Dude, yeah. that, just that look of what they did and everything. Yeah, we knew what cruiserweights were and and what the WWE way of showing them. But to me, the X division gave me a lot of ECW when Paul Heyman started bringing the luchadors. So one of the biggest criticisms about TNA, right, and people to this day, they're like, oh, what is an X division? Why do they call it X? You know where that— why Extreme! They, no, sorry. Why they call it the X division? Why no. they called it X? No, why? Because of the X Games. X Games was like motocross and ah. bikes. So they go, like, do extreme shit, right? Like, okay. Do the, so— that's how they wanted to portray like in the ring like the, there's no that, there's no weight limits there's mm-hmm. no time limits there's no nothing it's to the point where these guys no matter what size they are or whatever they do extreme shit like yeah. you, you know they'll you know it, yeah. um Bruce Pritchard always make it a tope suicida this tope suicida so they do like crazy shit that's the reason why they call it the X division champion by the way it's tope suicida <laughs> or Excalibur just saying <laughs> Um, okay, so while Ryan and I was talking about this that morning, right, we also had to address an elephant in the room, <laughs> and we laughed about it, we joked around about it, where does this leave Ring of Honor? Because Ring of Honor has been in a very long-term relationship with New Japan, right? It leaves them out in the cold, that's now, what it does. Obviously, <laughs> now, obviously, since the G1 Supercard, things have been rocky, so now it's like, Let's put it this way: You have, and and you'll you'll get this, Leo. That you have the you have the cool kids table with Impact AEW New Japan, mm-hmm. and then you have Ring of Honor, kind of like, can I sit here? And you're like, nah, 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 nah you can't. Sit That's here. why you move your book back. You're like, nah, it's taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is for AAA and NWA. <laughs> um, and it it does kind of bother me that that Ring of Honor is in this position because they do have great talent, and it's not the talent's fault. It's just whatever Delirious is doing with booking, man, you got to remove this guy. Like, he's not doing anything, in my opinion, that's moving the company forward. And and also, you could say the in 2020, Ring of Honor did get uh, dealt some bad cards, especially with the Marty situation. We've talked about that in the past. Um, I, I just wish somebody could go in there and do what Don Callis and Scott Demore did for Impact. Uh, Ryan, we we were po- we were poking fun at Ring of Honor, but just give me some quick thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, in all seriousness, you know, we all love wrestling, right? We don't want to see any company fail. We want to see Ring of Honor do good, of course. I just don't know, like, how – I mean, they're, it's going to take a lot for them to get back to where they once were or to even be just somewhat relevant where people are talking about them over a company like AEW and even Impact at this point because – there was obviously like years ago when, um, you know, when the elite was there, but even before when the elite was there, uh, you know, obviously ring of honor was a better product than impact was. And now it's just like complete reversal. Like impact blows away ring of honor. At, at one you know, point ring of, product. when it came to like the States, not talking about the world, not globally, but when it came to the States at one point, ring of honor was the second big yes. promotion right behind yeah. WWE. And now, they were the most talked about. And now, now you forget it exists. Yeah, it's, 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 it's unfortunate because they have great talent, but it, it, they're just in um, – I just don't think Delirious is doing anything. His, his booking ideas to me is just like whatever. And, and they have great talent. Look, they got Roosh, Dragon Lee, uh, Jay Lethal, Jonathan Grisham. You know, you got Mike Bennett now. My boy still the company. there? Um, who, uh, the Briscoes. Briscoe's there's, there? so, there's so many yeah, – they have Briscoe's great talent. It's just – 
I mean, some for you know a Brody King, yeah. Flip Gordon. They yeah. they have great talent. Um, Bandito, Amita. And we we can't use the excuse that they're not on a like on a main stage or they're not on here. They're with Sinclair. Yeah, Sinclair so, broadcasting is all over the place. You just you gotta know? find but, you know, it. So, you know the <laughs> problem is they don't have. I mean, I guess so. They are on TV in some places of the world, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, not here. I don't get it here. Do you guys? Do you guys get it? I uh, well, so I was. <laughs> Depends on the channel. I, mean, I, don't, even, you I have. don't even know where what channel. It's I even, know what, at you know. one point they were on the stadium channel. They were also on Access TV. At one point. No, no, no. You're talking about Destination America. Destination That's America, Destination yeah. America. They were on that. That goes to show yeah. you when was the last time I watched Ring of Honor. <laughs> 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 Yo, you, you know what? The, check that. Check out. Check this out. At one point, Impact and Ring of Honor were on the same fucking channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that lasted really long. Oh my god. Yo, Ring Dude. of Honor just can't catch a break, man. And now it's like, uh, well, for me at least, you know, and. A lot of people in my area, I guess, you got to go watch Ring of Honor on the website. I'm not going on oh. ringofhonorwrestling.com. Or, or Fight TV. Or Fight TV. I'm actually on ringofhonorwrestling.com right now to find out where they are. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they're, they're, whoever, like, runs the website is probably like, oh, we got some traffic. Yeah, we got a hit. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, we, we can't stop digging that Ring of Honor. Poor Ring of I, Honor. I know, man. And you know what? Hold I on. feel bad for the talent. That's who I feel bad for. Like, I feel guilty crapping on Ring of Honor because they have good talent. But it's but, just – But just, you know uh, what? It, it, it's sad, too, because I was really hopeful or just intrigued by Marty Skrull booking uh, the company just to see what he could do, what right. his ideas were. And of course, he screwed that up. Nobody you can't blame Ring of Honor for that. You nah, you can't. They, they got dealt. They got dealt a bad hand, bro. That, that's right, it. And even right. the, the pandemic didn't help either. Right. So, and it's such. It's just such a shame. I mean, you know, you know what's. I mean, I don't know. You know what your thoughts of of him are. I mean, he's he's a very controversial figure. But Bully Ray, right? I listen to him on Busted Open sometimes. I and too. the things, the theories, the storylines, his ideas, some of the things he comes up with are really genius ideas. Yeah. And I'm not sure if, like, they've ever reached out to him or if he ever had an interest in booking, a, a, you know, a, a promotion. But, man, why not? It can't hurt. Give him an opportunity because, I don't know, like I said, from the things that he says, some of the, like, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but certain cer certain things when you listen to Busted Open – his ideas, I mean, it's like, wow, like, I didn't think of that, but I'm intrigued. Like, that could probably work. I wonder if they gave him a shot, how that would go. I mean, they got to do something. I think Bully Ray would be the perfect guy. Um, and, and, and you know what? I wouldn't even call him a controversial figure. It's just sometimes uh, with the stories you hear, and it's just, you know, with the whole little mishap that he had at Ring of Honor with the fan and the whole Velvet right, Sky that's, situation. That's mainly why I called and, him and, controversial. And, and you know what? I, I feel like, because there, there's three sides of the story. You have... The, the talent side, you have the fan side, and then in between that, you have the actual truth, right? right. And, and I'm going to use that same uh, metaphor, if you will, for another situation that we're going to talk about in a bit. But I feel like somewhere in between mm -hmm. the lines, there is some truth. Yeah. And and we know how wrestling fans are. Wrestling fans can be the fucking we're, worst, we're right? We're the best. And sometimes we're cool. human nature yeah. takes the best of us, and maybe Bully did what he had to do at the same time. And I think that's the reason why – the Bully Ray Ring of Honor situation kind of 
didn't end well. Who knows? But like even Mike Mike Bennett, he was on Busted Open. I I think like a, like a month or two ago. I think they were promoting Final Battle, and mm-hmm. you know he said to Bully Ray, "Hey, the, all the boys miss you." So like. It's not. It's not even an issue with the, the talent. It's, it seems like there's more of an issue between the yeah. actual company, you know, like the the higher ups and Bully Ray. And I think Listen, Bully Ray is a guy that would he could potentially turn that company around, man. Ring of Honor is in no position to you know have problems with anybody. I mean, really, they they can't be <laughs> so like, oh, we don't want to work with you. We don't want to work with you. Freak you. Do you want the company to ever succeed? Like. <laughs> They don't burn your bridges with everybody. Okay, whatever happened, happened between them and Bully Ray, but make amends or something. I mean, God, if the guy could help your company out and revive, bring you back from the dead, do it, no. you know? Reach you, out. You have to be able to do like, something. Like Impact did to New Japan, you know? It's just like, I don't know, man. Like I said, this is why I told you it's going to take a lot, and I don't know what it's going to take to ever get Ring of Honor back up to being relevant because if you just have, like, AEW, which is obviously taking over. You have Impact, which is gaining so much popularity as of late. Um, you know, it's just I just feel like nobody cares about Ring of Honor, and I just don't see how that's ever going to change. Like I said, unless they get some top guys in there. But, I mean, who are you going to get? First of all, WWE is getting half of the wrestling world at the moment. They're mm-hmm. always going to be um, trying to monopolize the industry. AEW is getting everybody now. Even people are going to Impact. So I just don't see like who's gonna who's gonna look at all these companies and go okay I think Ring of Honor that's gonna be my the place I'm gonna go to. So I just don't see anybody saying that and you know I just like I said I don't know what's gonna take for them to ever be where they once were if they ever will be like that again. So yeah. I'll take back my comment of them being on TV because I actually went ahead and checked. Um, I checked RingOfHonorWrestling.com and I put the zip code for here in the studio, and it says <laughs> Ring of Honor does not currently air on any <laughs> channels near you. But you can still watch at ringofhonor.com. <laughs> I also checked uh, Beverly Hills 90210, got the same exact message. And out of the blue, I just put Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, they're in Wichita, Kansas. They're on Fox oh, 5, good. Fox 29, really? uh, Saturdays at 11 p.m. Oh, so there man. you go. <laughs> what, a, what, what a great time slot and what a great place, man. Let me tell you, big market. Big market over there. Ring oh, of Honor's thriving. <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's what makes us us, man. Forget those other shows. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know where to go from here, bro. <laughs> by the way, by the way, you can catch it at 10.50 p.m. every Friday on Sport TV in Portugal. So if you live in Portugal and you want to watch Ring of Honor, go right ahead. What the hell are these time slots? You're going to watch Ring of Honor this time at night. Oh, my Lord. One one, uh, one last thing of Ring of Honor, uh, and I think I did mention this to you, Ryan, privately. Uh, in a recent episode of Talking Shop, that's, you know, the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows, uh, Carl Anderson, and Rocky Romero. Uh, Rocky did go on record saying that, you know, while New Japan is building these partnerships with AEW and Impact, that New Japan will always remain loyal to Ring of Honor, and there will be some sort of partnership. There still will be some exchange of talent. Now... That does not mean that Ring of Honor is going to be part of this Forbidden Alliance. But, you know, there's still going to be some sort of uh, cross-promotion between ROH and New Japan. All right? Which is good. Which is good. Good for them. (laughs) Nice way of cleaning it up, Ryan. Nice way of cleaning it up. Right. Okay. Um, Get on to the next topic. (laughs) (laughs) Ring of Honor officials watching this are like, holy shit, I can't take much more. Oh, my God. This is the most that somebody's talked about Ring of Honor in a podcast. I mean, they're going to hit on their website, so they're probably tracking us. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take a break because I hear these mother flowers jumping around. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. That's that's what happens when you're a fox. Yeah. <laughs>
Don't have kids. Okay. I don't have kids. All yeah. right. All right, dude. Um, let's address another elephant in the room that 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 has uh developed, if you will, especially in the last couple of days uh, around the same time that we got the whole uh you know Finjuts uh vignette, and then we got the Meltzer news about this Forbidden Alliance. So we got the Sammy Guevara story, <laughs> which, oh. which, where it's like, oh, oh my God, we're excited or whatever, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then the Sammy Guevara story comes in. I'm like, oh come on, bro, don't don't screw this up, Sammy G, don't screw this up. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna give you kind of like a um a cliff notes of what's been reported mm-hmm. each side of the story, and then we'll kind of break down what we think actually happened. So one version of the story is. That um, and it's funny because I even told you that that episode of Dynamite when Sammy Sammy G quit the inner circle, right? He said, yeah. "I need to get out of the place. I need to go somewhere else." The second he said that to um, Alex Marvez, I'm like, "This guy's going to Impact!" Like the second he said that, mm-hmm. like I was like, "Yo, it makes sense. He's gonna go to Impact." So we saw that, and um, then we got all the news that happened that weekend or whatever. Nobody was talking about NXT, <laughs> and then um, <laughs> the Sammy G story comes out. So one version of the story is that Jericho and Callis booked this whole idea where Sammy G is going to quit the inner circle and then he's going to have a cup of coffee and impact or whatever. And uh, which made sense, you know, it made sense kind of like what private party did, you know, Um, he was going to be in a couple of matches, whatever. And then somehow that was going to lead to another AEW return. And then you would think that he would come back as a face who knows, or maybe he would still be part of the inner circle. We, We don't know. Right. Right. This is this is before what we saw on Dynamite this week. Then more rumbling started coming out that Sammy G did, Sammy Guevara did not like the creative and he started calling Impact um the creative team of an Impact and started booking his he wanted his ideas or whatever to mm-hmm. the point that that rubbed Impact the wrong way and the second Sammy Guevara got to Nashville for the tapings or whatever Jericho called him was like, dude, it's not gonna work out. Come back. Don't even, don't even bother going to the the studio. You're 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 off. You're off. You're not you're not part of the the booking plans anymore. Then as days progressed, um, they they said that there was rumors that Sammy G had heat, and then there was other rumors that he didn't have heat to the point that on his vlog he pointed fun at it. Oh um, which was genius on his part. So funny. Which was genius on his part. So more stories are starting to come out now that. It's rumored, right, quotations, it's rumored that one of his booking ideas was that he was going to go to Impact, he was going to be, pretty much it was all speculated that he was going to be part of the X Division, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. with with some of the triple threat matches, six-man tags that they've had or whatever, and then obviously when they pulled Sammy G, uh, Black Torus from AAA was part of the the tapings, right? So he took Sammy G's spot. So... It's you know it's you don't have to be a genius to figure out like if Sammy G is gonna go to Impact he's gonna be part of somehow of the X division right so it was a uh, apparently Sammy G wanted he hated the ideas that Impact was coming up with and he was like you know what maybe I should get booked to win the X division championship <laughs> go back to AEW with it like leave with the title leave the t- with the title whatever you know kind of use it as a prop they crown a new X division champion. Um, and impact, and then maybe for a rebellion, he comes back and they have like a unification match or whatever. Which, in theory, if you look at if you li- if you kind of like look at the idea and if you kind of tell a story with it, it's not necessarily a bad idea if you think yeah. about it, right? So then, 
that impact was not happy with it. They didn't like the idea. So everything got scrapped or whatever, but everybody's saying like everybody's cool. There's no heat between the, the promotions. The forbidden alliance isn't broken. Cause if, if somehow some way, and I told you this Ryan, if somehow this would have broken up the alliance before even, even got it started, Sammy G would be like the biggest heel in wrestling. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, go ahead. I think there's, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, but I want to get your thoughts on this whole craziness first. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, you know, Dave Meltzer said on on The Observer that, um, you know, this was all blown way out of proportion. Whatever these dirt sheets were, um, you know, reporting and stuff like that. And it was spiteful. You know, Sean Ross Sapp, he's very good. So, you know, he's very accurate with his information and stuff. Um, so when I when I saw that he reported it, you know, I believed, you know, everything that I was reading and, that you know, there could possibly be some heat on him or Tony was was, was mad at him or whatever. And, uh, you know, the, the partnerships up in the air. But I never bought that part. You know, if this was going to break up their partnership, then it wasn't going to last in the first place, because this is what happens when you have two companies working together and you have, you know, one wrestler going from one company to the other. Sometimes there's going to be things like this where they don't agree with creative and stuff like that. And yeah, should he have just done whatever, you know, they wanted him to do? I mean, he's an employee. So yeah, he probably should have just took whatever role, but Hey, good on Sammy G man. He cares that much that he wants to be part of something good, not something that's going to make him look like an idiot and, you know, putting him in something like with the decay, you know, it, it just, that would have been so stupid, and I well, if that's that was, the real like if so the decay Black part, Horace... the decay part that I that that was that was one of the early rumors that who's going to be part of the decay angle. But then I think they axed that, and that was just a rumor. It was there was no truth behind it. He was going to be part yeah. of the whole X division stuff. Yeah, I mean the X division stuff. I don't know why he would have a problem with that, but I don't. You know, we're not backstage. We don't know like right. all the politics, everything, little thing that goes into it. So. You know, maybe, you know, you know, I just feel like everybody is going to just continue to shit all over Sammy G because of, you know, what he did with the Sasha Banks situation, you know, last year. And now this, he, everybody's going to portray him as this guy who can't stay out of trouble. Right. And I don't think he's a bad guy at all. No, he's I not. watch uh, his vlogs every single week. The dude looks like the, the most down to earth human being. Yeah, okay, he's young. He may be a little immature, but I feel like he's grown up a little bit. Um, you know, I just feel like he's not the person he's going to be portrayed as because of all these things that come out about him. And I absolutely love what he did in the opening of the vlog where he was, was outside great. without a jacket in the snow making snow angels. He had his girlfriend <laughs> calling him an idiot for reading things on the internet. Oh, dude, I, I watched that several times. I popped huge for that. I understood it right away. And, you know, it just that was a great way to kind of diffuse this whole situation where it's like you like the, the dirt sheets just blow everything way out of proportion yeah. sometimes. And it's not as serious as, you know, they make it seem like. So whatever the case may be, we probably won't get Sammy and impact for a little while, but if this doesn't hurt their partnership, then, you know, I, I, I don't think, really see I, it as a big deal. And I, I don't, I don't think Sammy G is a bad guy either. And I think with the, with the whole, you mentioned the whole Sasha Banks thing that, that to me, it, it's not, should he have said it? No, but it's something that was old, whatever. It shouldn't be brought old, back up. Yeah. And like when you're when you're one of these people, and this goes be, beyond wrestling. When you're one of these people that try to dig up dirt on someone that they I said like that. years ago, it's it's just so stupid. It, it's dumb. So stupid, it's yeah. dumb. It's really really stupid. Just because you and you want to try to cancel them, it's just so idiotic and stupid. Because they got but, nothing yeah. better to do. Right, but right. 
kind of like what you said. Now, I I don't see him that way, but a, a lot of people, especially like the whole AEW haters and et cetera, now, oh, yeah. and the dirt sheets obviously don't help too because they influence it. Now, yeah. Sammy G's kind of having this dark cloud that he's prom- problematic to work with. I if And between all the stories that we got from everything reported, I think somewhere down the line, I think there's some truth behind it. I th- yeah. And hypothetically speaking, let's say Sammy G did pitch this idea to Impact Official. I think he did it the wrong way. Because you got to understand, too, yeah. Sammy G, as much as we love him and his, you know, his uh, potential, it, it, it's... It's so like you could only imagine the things he could do like like five, ten years from now, right? You know, right. he he's like in the category of like the MJFs in the world and the jungle boys mm-hmm. in the world and et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, Arch Cassidy you could throw in the mix too. So with him, like his future is so bright, even with this little bump on the road that he's been in 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 the last uh year or so. I think Sammy G does suffer one, he's young, right? And it seems like he might be sometimes not a hothead, but sometimes I won't even say difficult to work with, but he's very opinionated. And when yes. you're this, yes. when you're this, like not saying, not calling him a rookie, but when you're kind of new and you don't have enough clout, kind of like a Chris Jericho, you need to pick your battle. So if I would have, mm-hmm. what I would have done if I was Sammy G, is I would have pitched this idea to Jericho and let Jericho right. be the guy to be like, hey, Sammy came up with this idea. Tell me, because Jericho. He knows how to play the game. He's been in it for a long time. So if it came from Jericho, or even if it came from Jericho saying that it was his idea, I think mm-hmm. a guy like Callis and Demore, because they trust Jericho, obviously Jericho has great relations with Demore and Callis, they were like, hmm, maybe this is something we could do. It sounds like a great idea. I think he kind of handled the situation a little bit differently, but I I'm, I'm, I'm I agree with you 100%. I think the Dershies blew it up to a point where it's like, oh, my God, this is a— you know, uh, issues between the relationship with Impact and AWO, Sammy G has heat. I don't believe that. I think Yeah. And I don't even think this is gonna play a factor with the inner circle storyline either. I think he's just gonna, you know, be and I hate to say this in this way, but he's gonna be on timeout for a bit and then when the right time where he comes back he'll feud with either MJF or Jericho. Who knows? Yeah, no. I completely agree with you. I mean, with his relationship, Chris Jericho, they're obviously very close off screen together and you know he's kind of like a mentor to like, you know, Sammy at this point, I'm sure. Um, yeah, he definitely could have gone about it a completely better way. I spot on when you said he's very opinionated. I could see him just not, you know, just standing up for himself and not having an issue talking back to anybody or, or telling people when he doesn't agree with what they say or do. And he's very like, he comes off as like a CM Punk type of guy, which obviously we're talking about two different com- people and, you know, with their clout and everything like that. But, you know, CM Punk was always a guy that didn't take any shit, always spoke his mind, spoke up when he didn't like something, right. wasn't afraid to just sit back and take anything, you know? And Sammy G, to me, is that same type of person. He just looks like he takes no crap, and if he doesn't like something, he's going to let you know. And, yeah, it might not come off the way, you know, it should, but, like I said, it's still, you know, I don't want to keep uh, defending him just because he's still young. There's really no excuse. I mean, you've been in the business now. Uh, you need to know the the right way to act right Right. so um you know like i said but i I feel weird saying that because we don't know how he acted you know we don't know if this is all accurate or not but i could definitely see exactly what you said he's just very opinionated and uh just needs to i mean i I think with each incident that's happened from the one last year to the one now i feel like he's going to be a better person because of all this and he's going to learn from you know if you want to call this a mistake 
and hopefully, you know, just doesn't continue to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy G will uh, bounce back from this. And also, don't forget the Matt Hardy incident, too. That didn't help either. Like, that didn't help. Right, he right. just came back, and then he fucking throws a chair at Matt Hardy's yeah, skull. Yeah, recklessly, that, yeah. That, that, that didn't help either. So, um, right. Sammy G will bounce back from this. Uh, I, and kind of like what you said, I don't want to keep using his age as an excuse, but he'll grow up yeah. from this. He'll he'll grow to be a better person from this. And he just needs to pick his, pick his battles and do it the right way, you know? Exactly. All right, dude, let's talk about more AEW. Um, I thought this past week AEW Dynamite was really, really good. We had some mm-hmm. interesting stuff that happened there. Uh, one of them was the returning Rio versus Serena Deeb. I thought this match was excellent, and God damn, do I miss Rio. It, it just it, – yeah. seeing her back <laughs> in the ring was like, man – not that we underappreciated her as champion, but man, I just I just miss her. I just miss her, man. She's amazing. She definitely makes a huge difference in the women's division. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the wrestling, the women's wrestling on Dynamite the past few weeks. You can even pro- even probably say that this past month has been excellent. Really, I mean, the matches have been really, really good. You could see a massive improvement there. Uh, I think there's obviously still a lot of work to be done with the women's division. You know, in terms of maybe giving them two matches, you know, in certain weeks or giving them a better time slot. They, they have moved the women's segments to the, um, the number two uh, segment on the show. So that's good because for the longest time they had them in like uh, the, the co-main event spot and it right. just like got destroyed all the time. So I'm glad to see that they gave them time and a good time slot. Um, but yeah, I think it's, things are looking up for the women's division. It's heading in the right direction. And yeah, I'm, I couldn't be happier to see Riho back too. And she's very popular. You know, there's, you go online and uh, you know AEW is tweeting about about her, and you just I looked at the comments and stuff, and she is so over, man. She, like, she everybody has like, loves her. She has like, like nobody a, has a bad thing to say about. Because she has like a very um lovable stigma uh, about yeah. her. Um, even uh, at full, we were at Full Gear. We were all at Full Gear um, back yeah. in 2019, right? That was 2019. Yep. Yeah. So when we were at Full Gear, we were where Sam and I were sitting at. We were like right near by like the entrance ramp, but like in uh. What, what do you? I don't even like call it stands. We were kind of like in the lower level, but we weren't like on the floor. We were just in the gotcha. lower level. So we got to see Rio go backstage, and when she was coming back, she was just like waving at everyone. You know, she was like <laughs> just you know. So she just has like a very lovable presence about her, and I'm I'm yeah. happy to see her back on AEW TV. Yeah, man, me too. Yeah, I went to the first um, Dynamite show in in Washington, and um, after the show, like I was, we were walking around outside the building, me and my brother and a couple of my other friends. And, uh, you know, there was the wrestlers leaving in the cars and stuff like that. And, and Kenny Omega walked out with Riho and everybody's like chanting her name because that was the night that she won the title. And, and everybody just, you know, that was like a breakout performance for her. Everybody loved her after that. And everybody's chanting her name. She's just like waving and smiling, looking around. Like <laughs> she looked like taken back. Like she didn't know, like, cause right. she was maybe surprised that so many people loved her. Um, so yeah, I mean, she's, like I said, she, when she's there, she makes the women's division 10 times better just with her, you know, appearance alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I will agree with you. I'll say the last couple of weeks, the women's division has looked, um, there's, there's a lot of, pro- it looks very promising. It, it's just, it, it, isn't that a breath of fresh air Yes. after everything yes. that we've been saying? Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. they've been getting booked the right way. Uh, they're giving time to these women. So it, it's been good. It's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, let's talk about um the man they call Sting, man, because, dude. <laughs> so we got this uh, once again, and this is one thing I think AEW needs to stop doing. They should stop promoting the Sting segment. Stop making yes. a graphic for it. Just Please just stop. give it. Yes. I think us as fans, we would get, like, a, a better reaction if they just didn't announce it. They would just let it happen. Like, 
an impromptu segment. We I think the fans would react better to it. I don't think they should promote anymore, but that's not here or there. Yeah. So we had Team Taz come out. It was just his son Hook and Brian Cage. Taz talks to Smack like always. Out comes Sting with the baseball bat. Sting just looks out, doesn't say a word. And yo, Sting gets a little bit physical with Brian Cage, and it kind of got me hyped up, right? You know, he starts chopping Brian Cage. Hook, hook like a rookie that he is, tries to choke <laughs> out Sting. And yo, Sting debos this kid like nothing, bro. He just straight hits him in the gut, and Taz is just standing there like a like. like what, do, what do I do? What do I do? Right. And then Brian kicks him, and I'm like, oh! And even the commentators are like gasping, right? Yeah. Let me tell you, my mouth dropped. When this mm-hmm. guy powerbombs Sting, like my mouth legit dropped. You know the re- you know the facial reaction Sting had when he was laying on the mat. That was my <laughs> reaction when I was watching on TV. Uh, he took a bump. This is his well. Let me rephrase that. This is his first bump on live television on TV since the 2015 Seth Rollins incident. Yeah. Uh, if this didn't sell you on the match, something's wrong with you. But this this bump was nuts, man. Like it, it definitely got you emotionally invested because I was like legit shocked because everybody spec, you know, the speculation was like, yeah, the street fight is probably going to be cinematic, sort of similar to like the whole um, Ortiz Santana best friends thing, just more cinematic-esque. Like that was what people had like the idea of. But Mm -hmm. now you see Sting take this bump, you're like, yo, is Sting going to wrestle? Ryan, let me get your thoughts on this whole segment and Sting taking a powerbomb. Yeah, man. Uh, my jaw dropped. I, I was shocked. Uh, out of all people, right? Brian Cage is the first guy to to give Sting a bump. Like, that's a little scary yeah, in him, itself right him there. Power but... bombing Sting gave more of a rub to Brian Cage yeah. than oh, anything yeah. else that Brian Cage has done in AEW. Oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it worked out that way. And I think that's going to be Sting's role here, too, in AEW if he does you know, get physical and what and, taking power bombs for Brian Cage. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, just in general, like trying to help out the younger guys get over, you right. know, by putting him in situations like this. Um, but yeah, it, this, this right here, I'm glad they did this because they, they kind of had to do something physical with sting just to show people like, yeah, listen, it's not going to be cinematic. This dude's going to go like, you're going to see him actually wrestle and, and take bumps. It's not going to be some stupid shit where you're just going to like, stand off to the side and let Darby do all the work. Like, he's actually going to do something. I do think um, it's going to start out in the ring, and it's going to probably go backstage area. So I do think some of it might be cinematic, just because I'm not sure how how long Sting can go. I mean, I I don't know. You know, I think we're all going to be in for a surprise because we just don't know. Um, But, you know, I'm tired of people online, especially it's like the WWE blowhards, and the ones that are going like, Oh man, like you know, it's, he's such a liability. Why is AEW doing this? They're gonna paralyze the guy. They're gonna get him killed. Listen, nobody knows his body better than Sting. Yep. Yeah. I'm yep. sure he is up for this. I'm sure he feels great about it. I'm sure he wants to do this. So who are you to say he shouldn't be doing this or AEW is doing this guy dirty when he knows his body better than anybody? Right. And I'm sure AEW wouldn't be doing this. If he didn't feel comfortable, they're not just throwing him out there and forcing him to take bumps and get physical with, you know, I'm like I said, Daniel Bryan retired, right? Came back. Edge retired, came back. Just because Sting had this career ending injury years upon years ago doesn't mean that he should never take bumps again. You know, I'm sure maybe he's seen specialists, doctors. Maybe he's good to go. I mean, obviously he's good to go, right? He took the power bomb. Like, and, no Brian Cage, and Brian Cage took care of him too with that power bomb. Yeah, of course. You know that. I mean, it's just 
like I said, I'm, I'm tired of people, you know, thinking they know everything and, you know, but just they do, Ryan? stupid shit for the sake of it. Well, they, yeah, I mean, of course, just like Sammy G said, right? Everything you read on the internet, you know, you just have to, <laughs> right? Believe everything you read. So, so this is what happens, right? And again, um, the internet wrestling community thinks that they're specialists, right? Oh, yeah. They don't need to go and, and be a, a neurosurgeon or they don't need to do all this. They don't need to go to school for 25 years. They're able to look at Sting and say, you know what, Grandpa, you can't do that, right? right. But what happens? Hello, medicine has gotten better. If, if you actually, I was, I was actually watching this whole baseball thing. Mickey Mantle actually played his whole career, baseball guys, he played his whole career with a torn MCL, right, that was never actually fixed. So what they were saying is imagine the medicine back in that day, right? What they did compared to what they could do now. Right. Same thing with yeah. Sting. Whatever they diagnosed with him a couple of years ago, there's been, a, a, you know, you would hope, right? There's better ways of doing different surgeries. That's what got uh, Christian back. That's what got Edge back. That's what got all these guys that you would never think could ever touch a ring. And now they're there. They're doing it. So, again, as, as the internet wrestling community, just shut the fuck up. And you, and Just enjoy the and, show. And, and it's one, and it's and there's nothing wrong being concerned for Sting. Like, oh, I hope Sting's okay. I hope um, Sting can really do this. That, that's fine. We're all human. Yeah. You could be concerned, but when you're like shitting on the company, like, oh, he's a liability. Like, yeah. like what Ryan said, Sting knows his body more than anyone, and I'm sure he felt comfortable taking the power bomb from Brian Cage. It's not something that they forced on Sting. Who knows? It might have been Sting's idea. Like, kid, I'm gonna put you over. <laughs> you sure know, it was. <laughs> But, sure but that's was. but that's the idea again. Terry Funk, how many times did you look at him wrestle in ECW? Like, oh my god, this guy's fucking dead. And he still wrestled after that. Right. He still went to the WWE. He still did a whole thing in the Indies, even after the WWE. Again, you don't know what you don't know. And I think that's the problem with a lot of people in in the wrestling community, right? Where they just look at something and again, you're getting played. What if the whole shot of coming from up above, looking like he's half dead, it's on purpose? Speaking of getting played, we're gonna get we're gonna give the um, everybody at the performance center a congratulations a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's uh let's uh finish on uh, some more AEW stuff real quick, and then we'll move on to NXT before you know the the WWE loyalist loyalist like oh, you spent like the first hour we're talking about it doesn't yeah, matter it's our fucking yeah. show right and right. chill and right. chill. <laughs> Go out, go out and do a, a WWE Raw podcast. See yeah, how many yeah. people he gets on that. Um, yeah, they'll be talking about the same thing every week on how right. bad it is. Sorry. <laughs> right, right. So um, <laughs> apparently the Forbidden Door is really open because Kenny Omega is a WWE champion. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, right. I, right. I don't know. Some, somehow he won the WWE championship when nobody was looking. <laughs> I feel, you know what? Because just like everything else that wrestling fans crap on, ever since Jim Ross had called the first AEW show, right? Mm-hmm. This The wrestling audience have been just giving this guy crap, and this is where I stand on it, and then I'll take your, I'll get your take, Ryan. Yes, Jim Ross is a little bit older now. Yes, Jim Ross might flub a name here or there. And yes, just like we've seen this past week, he called Kenny Omega the WWE champion. But you know what? I'd rather take a JR that's real like the way he is now and doesn't give a shit about anything than an overproduced broadcaster that we yeah. get sometimes on WWE TV. Michael Cole? Sometimes I'd rather get a, a true 
reaction from JR where sometimes he's kind of crapping on the referees or, or, or criticizing the talent, then take an overproduced commentator that, that pops for literally everything when you shouldn't be popping so, for it. So you don't want the, uh, oh, my God, he almost <laughs> broke his back. You don't want that? No, I don't uh, want okay. that. Because uh, I don't want that either. And saying. this is not shitting on Michael Cole, <laughs> but let's be honest here. A lot of a lot of the uh, broadcasters on WWE TV are overproduced. So I'd rather take this version of JR. Yes, he's not as, um you know, witty and top-notch like he was back in the Attitude, attitude Era. No, he's older now. But I, I, I don't. I personally don't mind this version of Jim Ross. I personally don't mind. But Ryan, let me get your take on it. Mario, I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. I don't think it's a big deal. I know people get all butthurt and say, "Oh, Jim Ross got to hang it up." Uh, you know, they got to get somebody else in there. Listen, it's. I don't think it's a big deal. It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, it probably happens more often than it should. But listen, yeah, like you said, he's getting older now. He's been doing this for a while. Sometimes, you know, he has a slip up here and there. You know, that's live television too. I mean. They don't don't make it seem like you know the WWE doesn't have slip ups sometimes. I remember watching an NXT show not too long ago. Um, I forget who the commentator was. It might have been Vic Joseph or whatever. And he was like, Adam Cole has just just uh, dropped the NXT champion, Adam Cole. Like he he said he said somebody's name twice, and it was kind of like <laughs> like what an idiot. Everybody's crapping all over him on the internet. Things happen like that. Like it's live TV. Sometimes Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, right. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. So this is just not a big deal. I know people get all bent out of shape when uh, when he calls um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry too, and, and then I he think calls that's a great Will thing. Hobbs, and Willie Hobbs. Like, and I think that's a great thing. I think that's a great yeah. thing that that he's giving. Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy Jack, or Jungle Boy Jack Perry, because he's giving him an identity. Because when Jungle Boy isn't a boy anymore, he's yeah. not gonna be called Jungle Boy when he's like right. in, his, in his late thirties right. and forties. Then he's gonna be Jack Perry. And you know what's funny about that? You know, they give, gonna be Jungle Man. Sorry. They give Jr. Jungle shit, Man. right? Uh-huh. They give Jr. shit because he's calling him Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That's not a name. Yet when Michael calls calls Shinsuke Nakamura Shin, nobody ever says anything to Michael right. Cole. Right. It's a double standard. It's such a double standard. Dude, I, I can't stand it, man. It's This is why I don't even try and, like, immerse myself it's not, into it's, this. It's personally not a big deal to me, this version of JR. I know some people crap on it, like, oh, my God, the commentary is so bad in AEW. No, it's not. You're just trying to oh, nitpick no it and trying to shit on it. Those are I the enjoy same, the commentary. Those are the same people that see TNA as Dixie. Those are the same people that see TNA or Impact as Hulk Hogan. Those are the same people that are out of touch that that think oh there's everything that the WWE WWE does is great, and they have no idea what's out there. And again, yeah. and and not to shit another podcast, but if you do a Raw podcast or a WWE podcast, what the fuck have you been talking about for the past three years? Congratulations, you played. Yourself. What have you been talking about? Because it's the same thing over and over again. And and when they do get something good like Bad Bunny, they still shit on it. Like, the guy just took your title yeah, on right. Saturday Night Live, and it wasn't even a prop. Like, the dude was holding it like a fucking baby. Again, people have nothing better to do. Enjoy, JR. Enjoy this, because when they're gone, you'll be like, oh, my God, I wish I would have watched more JR. You do, motherfucker. He's there every weekend. Just saying. That's, that. Leo, you're, you're spot on. You know, when, when JR hangs it up, People yeah. are going to miss him. So let's appreciate that we still have JR commentating a wrestling show in 2021 because, you know, and everything that happened with him and his wife and how depressed he was, mm-hmm. you know, he literally said it in interviews that Tony Khan literally uh, gave him a new life, a new yeah. purpose. And, man, if that 
doesn't just make you happy in itself right there. You're still going to complain that he's, you know, one of the lead commentators for a wrestling show. I mean, come on, man. So come I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys a little story and kind of date myself on how old I am. Um, Gorilla Monsoon and me and, uh, and um, Bobby the Brain, right? To me, they're the funniest, like together, the chemistry that they had on the mic as commentators. I like JR and I like the King. But just the back and forth between Gorilla and and um and this guy, I forgot his name. I just said it like a second ago. Gorilla Monsoon? No, Bobby the other Heenan. guy. Bobby, Bobby Heenan. Heenan. There you go. The chemistry that they had and the back and forth. Again, that's what you need. You you can't you can't find it. You can't buy that. I think with Shivani and Excalibur and, and even Taz when he's on there, that's chemistry. You have them on there. Again, people just find anything to bitch and moan about. Just watch yeah. it, enjoy it. I, I was watching the the whole thing with Ray Phoenix when he did the whole like when he went all around the ring. Oh, we're gonna talk about people that like, later. oh my god, he's doing too much jumping. Dude, enjoy it. That was Ray Mysterio <laughs> back in ECW. That was Ray Mysterio when he first started in WCW. Everybody wants to fucking bitch, especially you know. What do you bitch on these stuff? Bitch. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Ray Phoenix, I, I want to also uh, praise AEW because the last three weeks the. The usage they've done with Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer, I, I think it's been amazing booking um, that they've been put in like main event roles the last uh, three weeks. Um, obviously, the tag ma- uh, tag match two weeks ago with with Moxley and Archer against um, uh, Omega and Kenta, and then uh, with Ray Phoenix, we had uh, he's been booked with in six mans. Um, what you call it? Um, with with Moxley and mm-hmm. who would ever thought that Moxley and, and Phoenix would have some great great chemistry with each other? But uh, Ray Phoenix is just next level, man. Yeah. And and I've been enjoying the the main event roles and the spotlight that both Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer have been getting the last a uh, couple weeks. What you think, Ryan? Yeah, man, Ray Phoenix. I could watch that dude all day long. And and you know, I love Pentagon. Don't get me wrong. I I know he's the more popular of the two. Thank you, man. Thank you. Always, I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it, bro. I appreciate it. You guys say gracias. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Phoenix to me is just—he's the man. I—I yeah. I would take him. All, you know, if I'm had to pick one of them, uh, he's just so much fun to watch, man. He just effortless, effortlessly flies in the air across the ring. He gets so I mean, much man, hype, bro. He, he glides. <laughs> it's flawless, man. It, it's just—it's absolute perfection. And he's not even just one of the top luchadors in the world. He's one of the top wrestlers yes, in the world. I agree. You know, I agree. And I... yeah, Lance Archer too. I'm glad to see. Uh, that he's, you know, getting this type of role. Um, you know, I would like to see him be put in these roles if he's going to, you know, win a little bit more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't put him in this position if he's just going to keep taking pins because that's a problem with him and Brian Cage is that I feel like they constantly put them in this high-profile um, showcase, like, you know, in all these title matches and things like that, that they're obviously not going to win, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it kind of hurts them a little bit. Um, you know, not so much, you know, when he took the pin in that um, – crazy street fight because it was kind of like the good brothers teaming up with right. Kenny to take right. him down. But that didn't uh, take, yeah, that didn't great took, showings recently. Yeah, that didn't take anything away from Lance Archer. And, no. And Lance Archer, man, he's just, man, his, uh, I guess his reinvention in New Japan, man, he's just next level, man. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he's looked so comfortable in the ring. He kind of like, after all these years, and he's he's never been bad in the ring, but I think it's after all these years, he finally found himself and finally found like who he truly is in the ring. He's just He's just amazing. So we had his this G one, not twenty. What was it twenty nineteen run? Was, oh, Will Ospreay. was the Remember, difference him and Will maker Ospreay, for him. that opening match. Will yeah. Ospreay and Lance Archer. Holy shit! But yeah, 
Um, Amazing. Another incredible six man. We had uh, Lance Archer, Ray Phoenix, and John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston's The Family. Uh, a great six man tag. But the biggest news coming out of this was when the Good Brothers, you know, post match, Good Brothers attack Moxley, and then out comes Kenny Omega. Bro, on live on pay per view, AW's Revolution. We're gonna get an explosive barbed wire death match. Omega and Moxley. So we didn't think they took things to the extreme at full gear. (laughs) They're taking the next level. And this is going to be Moxley's song song for a while because, you know, he's going to go be a dad. So don't do it, Moxley. (laughs) It's too late now. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah, man, why not go out with a bang if he's going to take a a leave of absence, man? I think this match is going to be next level. What what do you think about this uh, match announcement, dude? Dude, this is not what I was expecting, man. Like, I... I, I needed them to, like, solidify that this match was going down at Revolution. I said, if they don't leave the air tonight announcing this match, uh, then I really don't know what they're doing with Kenny Omega at the pay-per-view. So when he comes out, I'm like, okay, he's got the contract. And he says, you know, it's not going to be a, a regular wrestling match. And his reasoning behind it is perfect, man. I just love It's like the little things. Yes. Like, you know, he's beaten Mox before, but Mox comes back, you know? So it's just kind of like this is their way of ending this feud. And they're one and one. And they're one and one. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. And I don't even think... The, the feud's ever going to be ended between them. I think these are two guys, they're destined to feud yes. forever. Yes. You know, I mean, perfect opponents for one another, man. Like, I'm just, yeah. you know, I've been enjoying uh, those matches every single time and the interactions between those two. And the, But, you know, when he keeps saying, I need to keep you down, I'm thinking they're going to do, like, some Buried Alive That's match or something That's what I thought, like too. That. I thought they were either going to have a <laughs> casket match or some type of Buried yeah. Alive shit. Uh, yeah, but I was like, I was like, that's not AEW to do some stupid, like, wwe-esque casket match you know like i don't know i feel like that gimmick match is so freaking stupid yeah you know it's it's just it, it's so dumb so they're taking it to the completely next level that nobody saw coming and dude i just can't imagine what they're gonna do in this match considering what they did in in the match at full gear yeah. in baltimore i mean if that doesn't get you hype then you know i mean that's all you need just go back and watch what they did in that match yeah i mean this is gonna be unbelievable man i'm curious to see how they do this Obviously, you know, I'm young and, you know, I don't even know if you, you probably never seen like one of these matches before. Either, I, I've right? never, I've never seen one of these matches, obviously clips yeah. on YouTube, but never like, yeah, right. like obviously like in, in the last like 20, 50, 20, 25 years, I never really got to see one like on TV. Cause it's, yeah. it's not an, it's not an American TV thing. Nope. You know, this is like a Japanese thing. So <laughs> right. uh, like this is already, this is already getting a lot of uh, negative feedback behind Fuck it too. Them. <laughs> it's too indie like all oh, the and? blood and guts you know and? oh i'm god they're doing something completely different that you're never gonna see in wwe just freaking appreciate it or don't watch it. you know you know my biggest takeaway from this match announcement besides the fact that i think this is gonna be incredible and i'm very excited about it is man who would have ever thought like going back let's say three years ago, right? So I'm talking about like 2017, 2018, roughly around there, right? Who would ever thought in 2017, 2018, Dean Ambrose from The Shield and Kenny Omega from The Bullet Club would have great chemistry and would be having matches in a different promotion, you know? Right, and right. It also goes to show, tell me too, the, the amount of respect they really have with, one, with each other because Kenny Omega... You could say within this John Moxley feud that's been going on for over a year at this point has gone outside his comfort zone. This guy's yeah. been doing death matches. He did yeah. you could you could borderline say it was kind of a death match S that we got at full gear, right? With the glass yeah. and, and then the barbed wire bed. 
Like, and that was at full gear. Now they're taking it to the next level. And we know Moxie's history or whatever. So he loves this kind of shit, right? It's, obviously, Renee, obviously Renee doesn't, but Moxley does. <laughs> so it just goes to show you the, the amount of respect that they have with, with each other. And they, they're going to go out there and do business the right way. And, and it, it just, I, I love shit like this. I, re, I really do. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Omega said in an interview, I don't know if it was recently, I think it was after the match that they had at full gear. He said in order to be the best wrestler in the world, because people talk about him being the best wrestler in the world, but he says he needs to prove it in every aspect. And that means even wrestling in these type of matches too. And this is why, in my opinion, I mean, I've been saying it for years now, this is why there's really no debate. I could see why there is a debate, but this is why Kenny Omega, to me, is the best wrestler in the world because he can adapt to any style or any type of match. Yep. People want to always compare Kenny to AJ. I love AJ. Uh, I'm not saying AJ wouldn't be able to thrive in, in these type of matches, but we haven't seen him really right. be able to do or given the opportunity to, so maybe it's not fair to him, but this is why right now Kenny Omega is the absolute best because he turns it on and he could do anything. And man, John Moxley, what a freaking madman, dude. He's he's going to go out to be a father. He's going to go out by exploding into barbed wire. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. what a freaking maniac, bro. <laughs> and I live for these Renee Young tweets. I do, uh, too. I really oh do. Oh, my Lord, do you, do dude. That remember? is going to be... I'm going to be all over my phone do during Revolution. I want to have like Full Gear? You remember her Twitter reaction after Full Gear? Like, what the fuck did I yes. just watch? Oh, yeah. Dude. Now, now oh to, to your point with Omega, um, he wrestled a girl. He wrestled a blow-up doll. <laughs> A kid, yeah. He wrestled the kid, and and I'm, and he's not the one that wrestled the imaginary one, but he could probably do that too. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ken, you know, and, and I think because th th there's always a comparison between AJ and, and Kenny Omega, right? And and it's also unfair too, because AJ Styles also, while I still have hope on our fantasy booking idea with AJ Styles, but <laughs> I still have hope <laughs> for that, right? But it's also unfair for AJ because one. He's kind of not allowed, in a way, in WWE, in the world that he's in that right now, to kind of go outside his element. And I think he could yeah. thrive outside his element, too. And also, AJ Styles' role right now in WWE, and I'll say within the last, since he dropped the world title, I'll say, like, AJ Styles' role has been like a Shawn Michaels-esque in the second run, where, mm -hmm. yes, he'll pick up big wins, but he's also putting over talent. Yeah. yeah. He's in a different role, while Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega's being the guy. I'm not saying AJ Styles can't be the guy, but Kenny Omega's right. being the guy in AEW, so it's kind of unfair to kind of have these comparisons between AJ and Kenny Omega. No, I agree, and I don't want to take anything away from AJ Styles because I absolutely love the guy. I've loved him for years, going back to what we were talking about earlier with the old TNA. Um, but, you know, I just feel like, just again, Kenny Omega is on another level right mm -hmm. now, and, you know, I just love when he said to be the best wrestler in the world, you have to adapt to every single style or match, and it's just so true. It really is. How could you call yourself the best if you can't thrive in something like a death match, you know, and I think having John Moxley in there, who's like death match master, definitely helps that out. But still, man, that that performance at full gear, Kenny Omega was outstanding in that match too. So I could only imagine what crazy things are going to transpire in this. I actually I haven't uh, listened to John Moxley did an interview with Dave Meltzer on the Observer, and apparently he talked about it. And um, the Observer threw out a tweet with a link to the uh, interview and said, you know, Mox talks about this match and crazy shit's going to go down. So I, I can't even believe, I, I can't imagine what he said in that interview. Um, but God, this match is just going to be insane. And, and this is going to get a lot of people to order the pay-per-view, I think. I agree. So one last thing before we, uh, 
we move on to NXT because um, then you know that people are, are probably do we have to people <laughs> that are listening people that are listening to this podcast like oh my god they're fucking so hard for NXT and for New Japan and AW and when you can talk about some of the other an, stuff an hour and twenty four talking yeah, about everything yeah. else but <laughs> WWE right. um, they probably tuned out came back in all oh, these guys are still talking about New Japan AEW <laughs> one last thing because you the last time you was on you did talk about that you were uh, considering going to Mania. Um, there were some outside of WWE uh, announcements that took place um, the past like a week or two. So there's going to be two different like versions of the collective. There's going to be like the GCW collective where you get the Joey Janela Spring Break and obviously Bloodsport. And then I think IWTV is doing other stuff with like other promotions like ICW, whatever. Um, and one of the biggest things that came out of this, the, uh, these announcements was actually last night. Where it's two, almost two years in the making at this point. Because first it was an injury, then it was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're finally going to get Josh Barnett versus John Moxley, Bloodsport 6. <laughs> finally. And this is, is like built up for like the most anticipated Bloodsport match in history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking nuts, uh, dude. It's, no, it's nuts. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we were just talking off air. You know, I, I mean, if all goes well with ticket sales and everything, I do plan on taking the trip to Tampa. And I didn't really plan on doing much of the indie stuff this year because of, you know, the pandemic and everything. I didn't want to. And then, and then this match announcement happened. And then this happens, yeah. I mean, naturally, <laughs> this stuff happens all the time. Every year on Mania Weekend, I overbook this weekend with a ton of shows, and I say, I'm not going to do this show. And then this match gets announced, and I'm just like, okay, now I have to do this show. And, and, and I say, but I'm definitely not doing this show. And then this match gets announced, and I'm like, okay, now i got to do this show. And, and it's just like, and that's Mania Spring Mania Break hasn't even announced anything yet. <laughs> yeah, right, I know. <laughs> So, uh, you know, so, I, so in other I'm words, I'm going to say anything at this point. So, I'm just going to be like, eh, maybe I'll leave it open. Never say never. So in other words, you're going to do everything. So in pretty other much, words, yeah, you're going to run much. around. It's unofficially <laughs> confirming that I'm probably going to do everything again. All right. Now let's finally get to some WWE stuff before, um, you right. know, we get like hate messages on like, uh, you know, IG and Facebook. Yeah, hopefully the chat's not blowing up about people that are all pissed off at us. <laughs> all right. So while we did, while we were joking around, we kind of did say fuck NXT. We were talking, we were so hyped about like the, the Forbidden Alliance. Man, NXT, even though there was not much talk earlier that day, did NXT put on a hell of a takeover on Sunday? Uh, we got the finals of the Dusty uh, Cup Classics. We got an incredible match between Gargano and Kushida. Mm-hmm. Um, the triple threat women's match was good. I think um, it was a little bit short on time. I wanted a little bit more mm-hmm. out of that. And then we had a really dope main event with a crazy uh, uh, climax at the end post-match. Uh, I-, I think uh, when it came to the Dusty Rhodes uh, final- finalists of the-, the the winners, I think Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, it was the right call. You had to give these two women something, especially the, wo- the work Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez did in 2020. You had to throw them a bone, and, I, and I'm praying that they could take these titles away from uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, what, what, what do you think about this women's uh, tag team cup? Yeah, I think they got the winners right. Um, I was actually surprised because, you know, uh, Nia Jax and um, Shayna Baszler, they're heels. So I just kind of naturally expected the baby faces of uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon to go over. But I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad Raquel and Dakota got this win. A really fun opening match. You know, I, I know a lot of people were saying, oh, it's a little sloppy, you know, certain I things. But, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. Um, Raquel Gonzalez is just really impressing as of late, man. Like, I guess maybe they put um, her winning 
championship or going after Io Shirai on the back burner for now. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, after she got that pin at the uh, War Games uh, pay-per-view, we, we all thought she was next in line. But, man, she she's going to be a massive superstar. You could already see it. Like, she's just next level. Dakota Kai is great. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, this match was really, really good. Uh, I think uh, the right women went over, uh, especially with the work they've done last year. I also enjoyed the the in ring segment that we got in NXT this week, where uh, oh, yeah. where they were going back and forth. And it's funny that you mentioned like the whole heel thing because watching that segment, Dakota and Raquel they didn't really come out as heels. They came more off as tweeners. Um, it seems like they're like kind of turning. Yeah. Yes, which, I, I thought the whole segment was good, and you know MSK, which we're gonna talk about next, them mm-hmm. and Beth, Beth Phoenix kind of like wine smoking kid, <laughs> kind of just uh, <laughs> eating popcorn in the background. I, oh I thought God, that was dude. hilarious. Um, so funny. But okay, so let's talk about them. So we had um, MSK, the Rascals, uh, Nash Carter, Wesley, which I, I still gotta get really like invested Used in their names, it. yeah, because I still think of them as Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier. They yeah. went, they they faced off with the grizzled young veterans, uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson. You know, it's a good match. Though. I don't know if you got these vibes, Ryan, but when I saw these two teams, because it was kind of like a contrast of styles, right? Yeah. When I watched this match, I got beer money. Motor City Machine Guns vibes. That's oh, yeah. the type of vibes I got from this match. I thought this match was incredible. Obviously, so MSK good. went over. Not saying it was a shock victory, but I could have seen they could have went with either team. Cause I was shocked, yeah. I mean, well, actually, when I saw that they were in the finals, maybe I wasn't so shocked because I was like, okay, well, they're pushing these guys. They're new. They just got in. So if they have them in the finals, like, they need to go over here. Like, how could you have the Grizzled Young Veterans just beat them? Uh, star-making performance by both of those guys. I mean, they looked so freaking good in this match. Mm-hmm. I think this was my favorite match on the card, to be honest with you. I know really? it's, you know, hard to say because every single match was really, really good. But this, I enjoyed the hell out of this. This is one of my favorite tag team matches I've seen in quite a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Wesley, you know, but I mean, both of them really, but Desmond and Xavier uh, doing that dive over the, um, the ring post, you know, just incredible like i said this is how you debut a team like this and i know they've been like on nxt television but this is how you break out a star like this or two stars in this case and man it's just incredible stuff like i said i was blown away by this match and like you said the contrast of styles i thought they played so well into each other you know yeah i i really do hope for um somewhere down the line we revisit this and get like a full-fledged feud between both teams because they have great chemistry each other and i i i could i could Never get tired of seeing them wrestle. They they just put on a great match. Crazy bumps, crazy spots. Um, this match was incredible. Also, uh, Johnny Gargano Kashida, dude. Um, I know a lot of people were not some people. I won't even say a lot of people. Some people were surprised that Kashida took the L here, but I think this match made Kashida like a uh, uh uh like solidify Kashida as being like a a a role player here, like a a, a mm-hmm. and in a big in big roles because uh. Some people were kind of like, oh, well, Kushida's not getting booked like how he was in New Japan. Oh, he's kind of like here and there. But, man, lately Kushida has, has gotten some steam. And I think him even taking this L from Gargano, I think elevated him. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's He's been underwhelming. I, I will say that ever since coming to NXT. But this this is what he needed. He needed a type of match like this to showcase everything that he could do with, obviously, a guy who's as amazing as Johnny Gargano is. Like, he needed this type of performance. And the way he's been booked lately... I mean, I 
so maybe I haven't been following, you know, like I said, I haven't watched NXT every single week. I do keep up on the stories and stuff like that, but I didn't expect Kushida to go over here. I guess I don't know why a lot of people did. Maybe yeah, I'm I, I, didn't, I didn't get that either. I, I knew Gargano you know, was going to go over. Because Johnny Gargano is so big right now with his faction, with the way and everything. And like, I just oh. feel like if he lost the title right away, like that would just be like, oh, wow, another Gargano title reign that freaking, you know, ends so quickly. Um, so I didn't, I didn't expect him to drop it here. But I expected this match to be exactly what it was, man. I mean, when I saw that this match was happening, I said, wow, perfect opponents for each other, and uh, they're going to kill it. And they did just that. It's one of the best takeover matches. Uh, another ma- another classic takeover match for Johnny Gargano, man. This dude is Johnny on takeover, another freaking bro. level. Listen, Gargano's heel work right now, it reminds me of 97 Shawn Michaels-esque. Yeah. That's what it yeah. reminds me of. Dude, I 100% can completely agree um next match it was a good match i it was a little bit underwhelming for my liking i know they had a little uh hiccup um during the table spot i just wish they gave this match a little bit more time that's io shirai mercedes martinez and tony storm we know all three women could go here uh it's just i don't know man and i'm, and I'm not saying that it was a bad match because it wasn't a bad match no. yeah it's just it was a little short on time and i just wish that they would have gave them more time it felt rushed yeah it, w- it was definitely the most uh, disappointing match on the card, and that's not even saying, like, like if you said it wasn't a bad match. Um, I don't know if you got this vibe. I know, uh, you know, my boy Brian on the Ramble said the same thing. Why was Mercedes Martinez in this match? I just feel like she had no purpose being in here. I just feel like it was weird. It was like, I just feel like she didn't really belong, you know? I just feel like it, it was more based around Tony Storm and Io Shirai. Like, Mercedes looked good in here, but I just, like, was watching this, and I was just kind of, like, confused as to why she got thrown into this and why it was a triple threat to begin with. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Storyline leading into it, Mercedes didn't really play a factor, but the reason Mercedes played a factor in this match is because she's the one that got pinned, and the Tony yeah, Io yeah. Shirai story is going to yeah. continue. Right, right, yeah. That, that makes sense, yeah. I, you know, because um, backstage after when Io Shirai was taking some some photos with the championship. Tony Storm attacked her, so they did that whole angle. So it, it just goes to show that, that the story is basically between Tony Storm and Io Shirai. Yep. Um, so who knows what's going to happen to Mercedes. But, yeah, I, I agree. Looking back on it now, it's probably just so she could take the pin. Uh, unfortunate table spot there. I don't know what happened with that. Um, but they recovered nicely. They did. I heard tr- Triple H's um, post-takeover conference call Um I listened to after and you know they, they asked him about the time with this match and he said they had time that they just didn't use um i don't know why uh but you know he said it wasn't meant to be rushed and they didn't really put a time cap on it uh, it wasn't like how it looked so i don't really know what happened there um but yeah like i said they recovered from that good and you know it was what it was io shirai retained which i wasn't shocked about and i'm so excited to see Io Shirai and Tony Storm continue because I could watch those two go all day. They're perfect for each other. And uh, who knows? Maybe that match happens at Mania, bro. Dude, it's got to. It's nice. got to. I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say it after we're done talking about the whole takeover. But man, they need to book the women's, the NXT Women's Championship and the NXT Championship at WrestleMania this year. When they have two nights, there's really no excuse not to have that. You book adam cole versus finn balor and you book io shirai and tony storm i can't think of two better matches from the nxt side to go on to the main card it would be perfect all right so let, let's talk about that so mm-hmm. the main event was finn balor defending the nxt world world championship because i like to call it a world title at this point against be <laughs> done another a, a great chemistry incredible match very stiff um finn balor did pick up the win but the biggest news coming out of this wasn't even the match yeah the match was good the match was great 
But the biggest news coming out of this is post-match, we get the beatdown from, uh, I don't know if they're even still called the Kings of NXT, you know, with the, the Pat McAfee stable, whatever you want to call them. So you got um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch coming out. They're, they're laying the boots on Finn Balor and Undisputed Era comes out. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're, we're going to see this. And then, uh, you know, they, they make the save and then Kyle Riley's talking. Obviously, we've been it's been like Kyle Riley and Finn Balor have been kind of like frenemies. That's the best way to put it, right? So, uh, you know, they make the save. You know, there's a little bit of dialogue there. And then they pose. And for a quick second, for a quick second, you think Finn Balor's about to throw it up. You're thinking like, oh, God, is this guy's undisputed? And then out of nowhere, my boy, Adam Cole, super kicks the shit out of Finn Balor. And then Kyle Riley's like, what the hell? What the hell's going on here or whatever? And then Adam Cole super kicks Kyle Riley, And then... Roger Strong is just standing there like a schmuck. <laughs> but, man, what a fucking ending, dude. Um, fast forward to um, NXT this week, this past week. So we yeah. see Kyle Riley come out. Um, he he looks upset. He looks like he hasn't slept for days. He's fucking upset. He's crying. He looks like he's on the verge of crying. And he calls yeah. out Adam Cole. And he goes, like, even though you turned on me, you're still my brother. Just know that after we have this conversation, I'm going to punch you in the face. So then... Undisputed Era's music hit, and it wasn't Adam Cole. It wasn't even Bobby Fish. It was uh, the, the the cousin nobody gives a shit about, and that's Roger Strong. And I, love, <laughs> and I love Roddy. I love Roddy, but let's be honest here. Roger Strong is like, he's like the, the cousin. He's the last member. He's like the cousin. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll invite him too. So Roddy right. comes he, out. He's the one that gets the last chair at the table. Yeah. <laughs> so Roddy <laughs> comes out, and he starts making excuses that about Adam Cole's action and and Kyle Riley kind of punks this dude like there's no other yeah, way to put it. Yeah. So then Finn Balor comes out, he's pissed off and he kind of blames Kyle for this even though he still wants it he wants a piece out of Adam Cole and then boom again NXT the the Kings of NXT come out beat down whatever William Regal makes this main event and uh, it's crazy now that I think about it it's crazy because there was there's two six man tags on, on both AEW Dynamite and Finn NXT I didn't even realize that until now so yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We get the six man tag, uh, good good match, and then um, but like once again, the biggest news coming out of this was Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole interferes. He hits his fucking deadly fucking um, uh, what was it a what was it a brainbuster I believe on yeah. uh, on Kyle on the steps, on the steps. and mm -hmm. Kyle's just laying there, and then at the end he hits fucking Finn Balor with the super kick holding the <laughs> NXT title, and I'm like I'm all for this. Let's run this feud back. Let's run it back. Let my boy hold the gold again because he is the greatest NXT champion, world champion of all time, oh, in yeah. my opinion. All right. So, while in, in story, in kayfabe, the biggest story was hey, Adam Cole once again shocks the system, he shocks the world, he shocks the NXT universe. But we got to give a congratulations to everybody that was in the performance center. You get what I'm saying? We got to give them a congratulations. Congratulations. You played yourself. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you schmucks that are the same schmucks that are fucking in full sale. All right, got worked into a shoot because Kyle Riley, y'all thought Kyle Riley was having a fucking seizure, but he wasn't. He was just selling because he's a great <laughs> seller. All right. Now, thank God Kyle Riley wasn't having a seizure, but you guys can't jump the gun all the time, man. They we, listen, they put Big E on a stretcher at the Thunderdome, but nobody made a big deal about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people want the exclusive, man. 
Well, guess what? Florida gets a congratulations, and I know those are the same schmucks, like the the, the <laughs> little the little piece of shit Izzy and her fucking posse. Oh, yeah. And and, and that, that that goes to the NXT shows. Y'all got worked. Spoiled, spoiled fans. Y'all got worked. All right. I wanted to make a meme, but obviously, like, it's too late now because it's like an old story. I wanted to make a meme <laughs> where Kyle Riley's just smiling. He goes like, "Gotcha, bitch." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, uh, Ryan, give me your thoughts on like this whole thing, and then Kyle Riley kind of like working the world or Florida. Yeah, man, I I love it. Uh, I know a lot of people were like brokenhearted. The undisputed era is no more, but this is what needed to be done. They've done everything at this point already uh, as a unit, and in order for them not to go to the main roster, they needed to break them up and have them feud for e- with each other because that's just the next step. That's the next thing to do. And if you didn't think we were gonna get an Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly feud at some point in NXT. Well, you must not know the history between those two because oh there's God. no way Triple H was not going to do that feud at some point. Mm-hmm. So it was only a matter of time. Um, I wasn't, you know, I was surprised it happened, but I kind of, it was a little fishy towards the end of TakeOver when they started to come out and then they posed. And, you know, NXT always gets this, man, by throwing throwing up the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the graphic on the bottom, they, they're thinking the that, show man. is ending and then doing something huge like this. And I just, you know, I love how Roderick Strong just standing there all confused and, like, has no answer to anything that happened. And even on NXT, too, it's kind of just like he was, like, in the background of this. And, you know, Adam Cole only went for Kyle O'Reilly, which is pretty interesting. And um, Roddy's going to catch know, a super kick eventually. <laughs> eventually, yeah. I'm sure something's going to go down there. Uh, maybe Bobby Fish will come back. Maybe, like, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong will be the heels for a little bit. And, you know, you have and O'Reilly I have no idea but it looks like Adam Cole's gunning for Finn Balor's world title again which is great to see because a lot of people just thought that Karrion Cross was going to come back in and, and take that spot and take the championship back let's be honest I like Karrion Cross um, his entrance is outstanding but in, as far as like in the ring he's not a very great technical wrestler okay we saw that the match that he put week that he had with Keith Lee it really wasn't that good I mean, he's good for a couple of big spots here and there, but he's not as good. Like, Adam Cole and Finn Balor will be a great wrestler. Right. Will Karrion Cross and Finn Balor be, be good? Yeah, it might be, but it doesn't get me hyped up to the way Adam Cole and Finn does. So I'm really hyped. If this is where they're going with it, like I said before, it needs to be at WrestleMania. That is a perfect matchup put on there. Um, I mean, clearly he's going for that championship, so I can't see them waiting for another takeover. I don't think they're going to do a takeover on Mania weekend. So that's the perfect spot for this. As far as Kyle O'Reilly working, everybody, man, I was worried for him because, you know, I, I know he's diabetic, and um, yep. diabetic seizures yep. are no joke. Like, that's not a good combo. And um, when I saw that, you know, the pictures floating around online, and do a congratulations for all these freaking idiots, too, that are posting the pictures and videos out there. Congratulations. You played yourself. I mean, this is a private matter, man. Like, even if this was real, right, even if he did have a seizure, don't post pictures and shit like that online, man. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just wrong. It's just it's just something you don't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it certainly looked convincing with Triple H being out there and stuff, too. And, you know, Finn Balor looking on. Uh, so I was worried for him, uh, you know. And then I think it was, it was like later on that night. I didn't go to sleep early that night. A couple of um, journalists like Ryan Satin, who I can't stand, but he uh, <laughs> he threw out a tweet that said, you know, Kyle O'Reilly was just working. Everything's fine. I was like, oh, thank God. And uh, that story quickly got buried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to the whole carrying cross thing, it's just his presence and just his look alone. It's only a matter of time. I don't think his NXT 
a run is going to be much longer. I think he's going to eventually get uh moved to a Raw or SmackDown. Um, he should, yeah. It, it's just he, his just his whole thing is just um, I just feel like it would fit better, in my opinion, on a Raw or SmackDown as long as they yeah. got something for him and not just. They, they're yeah, going to exactly. water him down though, with especially that entrance that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Look what they, I mean, look at what they did with Alistair Blacks, man. Like they're just going to water that down. Quickly. With with who who is he even wrestling? Yeah, anymore? right. Listen, man, right exactly. I'm trying to get. Listen, maybe maybe you could talk to. To the to our boy Brian from Royal Ramble, I'm trying to get free Tommy N to trend, bro. Free Tommy N, I like that. Let, let's make wanted signs for him. Missing. If you found, if you find him, tell him we miss him, all yeah. of us. Because I can't remember the last time we seen this guy on TV. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, it's it, it, it's a shame, but um, yeah, dude. I, I listen. It's unfortunate, and, and I'm not big on the whole uh, uh ratings thing, right? Like I, I just make I put yeah. like I put it in my stories. Just for anybody that's interested in it, but it's not something that I really give a shit about. Like to me, the, people that, that that watch wrestling, they they find their ways to watch the content, whether it's live on TV or or they watch it like on, on DVR. I DVR a lot of stuff, or they watch it. They find other ways of uh, watching it. But you know, NXT, they had a great week, bro, with Takeover, and then this past week NXT TV. You know, the we're seeing the stuff that they're doing with uh, with Cameron Grimes. You know, as being this uh stocks billionaire. That's good. They're doing a lot of good stuff in NXT, man. It's unfortunate with with the whole quote unquote Wednesday night wars, but man, I feel like NXT would benefit if they were just to move like on maybe on a Thursday night or something. No, I know that's what I'm hoping for. I hope they move nights because I just want to I just want to be able to enjoy NXT live. You know, I'm tired of watching it on the DVR. It just doesn't have that same feels when you watch the show live. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, I already know pretty much everything that happens because during you know AEW, I'm on Twitter, and you know, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm not trying to like you know avoid anything it's not really a big deal um but yeah i feel like nxt needed this takeover and they needed this huge undisputed era angle to kind of bring people back in because nxt tv hasn't really been uh must see lately and i think this got people intrigued you know you saw the ratings a lot closer this week between the two shows because people were probably more interested to see what happened with the undisputed era following up takeover so um you know i just feel like you know nxt is always going to be great but, you know, I just feel like AEW has kind of stolen their thunder a little bit to the point where it's not as musty as it once was. It's not as special as it once was. And uh, I don't even know if, we're, you know, you were going to uh, touch on it, but NXT Evolve apparently is coming. Yeah. A developmental yeah. show for <laughs> NXT. Well, NXT which... at this point is not even a developmental anymore. Let's be honest. Right. But you're. I just feel like they're taking away the beauty of what NXT once was by having all too many of these NXT type brands. I mean, it's just. You know, there's, I know there's a lot of talent that can't be utilized on, you know, regular NXT TV, but I don't know. I just feel like it's just too much at this point. Just but, call um, it something else. Don't call it NXT Japan. Don't call it NXT yeah. UK. Don't, don't call Just change the name or, or come up with something. Ca- right, Capital right. Wrestling Alliance. I don't know, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what talent is on there, and, you know, I'll watch it for a little bit. But as it is, nobody watches the shows like NXT UK and 205 Live to begin with. So it's just going to be another show that nobody's going to watch that just sits there on the network. Let me, let, me, that, let, me, know, let me tell you something. If NXT Evolve, right, if somehow, some way, we see Ty Valkyrie on NXT Evolve, I'm giving Ty Valkyrie the biggest. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. I'm like, yo. Cause to me, Ty Valkyrie is ready for like Raw and SmackDown, like and yeah, and, totally. and I hate to even use that term too, being ready. Cause like NXT to me, NXT, it's not developmental to me anymore. Like I don't look at it yeah. that way. But um, I, I I don't know, man. I, I just I'm intrigued about NXT Evolve, but I really don't want to see 
like guys that are like ready, you know, like ready for the big time. Like I don't right, want to see wasted. Right, right. I I definitely don't want to see that, but um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with NXT. But tonight... so, but but take away. I'm sorry, but take away from the viewership, right? And and I always said this from day one. Don't look at NXT doing seven hundred thousand. Don't look at AEW doing seven hundred thousand. Look at there's one point and a half, one one and a half million people watching wrestling. That's what you got to take away from. It's not uh, this guy beat that guy. Hey, you had over a million people watching wrestling, watching a, a product that that again, on the on the one side it does suck because the WWE has a, a way of doing things, but you still are able to move those people live. And and mind you, a lot of the people are watching either or. So all those DVR numbers, they still don't count. But again, if you're able to move that many people to watch your show, to watch wrestling as a whole, that's a win for me, man. I'll take that any day. Go ahead, Mario. Um, so shockingly, because uh, there's no buzz behind it, to be honest with you, we actually have a pay-per-view tonight, Ryan. I don't know if you're aware. Oh, my God. Yeah, Is that's that right. Yeah, the the elimination chamber, the chamber of elimination. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, uh, dude, and you know I what? totally forgot. Oh and, my god! And and it kind of goes back to what I said. Even though I thought SmackDown was for the most part enjoyable and Raw, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to even talk about Raw. But right, uh, for the most part, WWE pay per views are usually always great shows. Even like yeah. in, in this pandemic Thunderdome era, they they've been really good. Even when like leaning up to it, you're like, eh, whatever. But tonight there's a pay per view, and we're getting um a couple of, of interesting matches. Um, I guess I guess we'll start with the the women's tag titles, the tag straps. We got Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I think this is just gonna lead to some type of friction between Sasha and Bianca, and this is gonna lead to the main match. There's no way they're winning these tag titles. Yeah, no. This uh, I expect Sasha. Well, actually. Yeah, I, I think Sasha will turn heel because Bianca is probably going to be the baby face in this. Uh, she's still massively over, and uh, they're building her up to be that, you know, next big thing. So I think we're going to see, you know, Sasha Banks of old, the heel Sasha. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this was thrown together so last minute. They, they I don't think it's going to be like how they usually do it, where it's like if two people are going to eventually have a match, they throw the tag titles on them beforehand. I don't think, I don't think they're going to do that, especially with, like, the whole thing that went down on NXT yeah. with, you know, Dakota and Raquel, that would be so weird to waste your time on that if you're just going to take the titles off. So I think it's completely obvious that this is just a way to, you know, get to that mania match between those two who are just kind of lovey-dovey right now, and they got to start clashing pretty soon. Yeah. Um, like I said, and and listen, it, the match might be entertaining, but there's just, like, no buzz behind it. And and Smack, it's crazy yeah. to say, and I guess we'll, I'll move on to that next. You know, SmackDown and wrestling fans even they just shit on anything so smackdown ended like smackdown actually sold you on the smackdown elimination chamber match really really well it kind of mm-hmm. gave you like this attitude era-esque type feel like where everybody's doing like their signature and finishing moves on each other whatever and you had a uh, you know Sami Zayn, daniel bryan baron corbin kevin owens uh jay uso and then the end was Edge, which I love Edge, but man, that spear that he hit on Jay, I don't know what what happened there. I don't know if it, MJ, it was like a half a spear. I don't know. It's like a one handed spear. I don't know if Jay jumped too early or Edge just didn't connect the way he wanted to connect, but the spear didn't look good. And then Roman, like a fucking bull, just like he just took out Edge with a. I think Roman might have the best spear in the business, bro. <laughs> it's hard to argue. It's a, and I think coming in second might be Moose and Bobby Lashley. 
But like, I think I think there's no debate at this point. I think Roman yeah. Reigns might have the best spear in the business, but. Yeah. And just the jump up that he did after he hit the spear, like. and he gets like, and he gets so much air too. Like he'll like mm-hmm. he'll jump and have he'll go like lengthy, like in yeah. the air. So yeah. um, yeah, while there, there were some moves that 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 um, I guess didn't get landed correctly. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, this looks so sloppy!" And we're like, "Shut up, shut up!" Have you ever been the ring? You go out and try and do yeah, that. shut up. Who cares <laughs> if, if if Edge you know missed a step in the spear? Like who cares? Like what? Like I don't get it. Like you even you're, you're supposed even, to take four steps before you wrap your hands like, around the back of his. Li- you're yeah. even right. bitching about a fucking end segment that to me was exciting. Even if there was a couple botches here and there, there's botches everywhere. Any right. every company, there's the, there's the, sometimes the moves don't get landed. Who cares? It it actually got me, this little segment right here got me excited for the the chamber match. So mm-hmm. about that chamber match, we have. So this is not for t- a title. This is for. To crown a contender that's later going to challenge Roman Reigns for the title. So we have Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, uh, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan. So this match alone, I think this match is going to be great. Oh, yeah. um, I want to say Kevin Owens takes it, and then I guess he'll lose to Roman uh, after this. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do here. But um, I do see this match being good, um, and we'll see how it plays out. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, it's got to be Kevin Owens, right? I mean, who else could it be? Um, unless they do Jey Uso again, but I, it's definitely not anybody else uh, other than those two guys. But, you know, you're going to have another Kevin Owens-Roman Reigns match, which I'm not complaining about because they're great together. But And you're going to have Kevin Owens lose again? Like, I just feel like, you, all right, enough is already, there, you know? Is there any way? Because I don't want to – if the end goal is to get to Edge and Roman, like, I don't want things to get convoluted. But we always also got to throw in – we still have Fastlane. That's never a Fastlane before uh, WrestleMania, right. right? So what if somehow, if Kevin Owens does win, somehow Edge kind of gets involved and costs Roman the match, and then we have Roman Reigns KO again at Fastlane, and then he just drops it back to Roman. I, and then I don't know. But then if that happens, you could make the argument that, you know, Kevin Owens has a say, so do you make it a three-way? Like, wh- what do you right. do here? I mean, yeah, I, li- listen, that's not a bad idea at all. Um, I just don't think WWE's going to do that uh, just because, you know, it, you know, and it's a slippery slope, too, because you may kill some of Roman's momentum. I mean, he's on a roll right now, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't play around with um, taking the title off of him. Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah, I, I don't really know what they're going to do. I mean, I, I will say I do like how it's, it's different because, you know, Drew McIntyre is defending inside the chamber, so it's like you don't have Roman defending inside the chamber, too. I mean, that would just be so stupid because, obviously, you know, these two – champions aren't going to lose right Um, so i do like what they're doing and it's really interesting that you know i'm sure this match will open the show Mm -hmm. so that roman you know and and whoever wins will go on later on in the main event um so i do like the way they're doing this but yeah i just i really can't see anybody besides kevin owens i mean winning this but like you said so i'm gonna throw another another scenario out here so they've been playing they've been putting a lot of steam on cesaro right and one thing yeah that's true so They've been um one thing I, I will say about this version of Roman Reigns the last since the summer since he's returned right, no matter who he's faced right, even with losses like the opponent taking the L, they've they've gotten elevated. For example, look what it has done for Jay Uso right. He if, in yeah. many ways he was the he was the other Uso because everybody always talked about Jimmy not mm. Jay right. Remember he was always in the back of the picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then look at what Roman has done for Kevin Owens right. Kevin Owens it. it I've said it countless of times on this podcast that Kevin Owens, to me, 
he was never the same after that that loss to to Goldberg when he dropped the universal yeah. title and this Roman Reigns feud has brought him back to a main event role, right? What if Cesaro wins this and we get this incredible match between Cesaro and Roman and Cesaro takes the L but he gains something back for you know being on the same level as Roman cuz you know evidence suggests that being in a match with Roman Reigns doesn't hurt you, it actually makes you better. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. They'd have a killer match those two. Uh, dude, that's I don't think this is out of the question at all. Um, you know, it's so hard to to like predict these type of things because it's just like I don't think WWE is going to do this. You know, you know, it's just you always have the thought in your head because you just don't think they're that creative or they or they think about these type of things. But I wouldn't hate that at up. all with the way they've been pushing Cesaro and these main events and uh, making him a big deal lately. You know, his promo on Talking Smack, which was outstanding, uh, that got a lot of eyes on that. Um, it's just totally not out of the question. Even though I really just feel like they could have avoided all of this if they would have just <laughs> followed up after the Royal Rumble by doing a short little program between Roman Reigns and um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Ugh. Because how Nakamura got screwed out of the gauntlet, you could have literally bro. had him, you could have had him win the Elimination Chamber match here, just say to face Roman in the main event of this pay per view, and then you could add another match at Fast Lane or something like that. I mean, th th that could have been a way to kind of give Roman a little something, a little tune-up before Edge, and it would have been the same exact thing like you're saying. It would have been huge for, for Shinsuke Nakamura. I just don't know why they just don't make things easy on themselves. Instead, here we are possibly getting another Kevin Owens match where he's just going to lose again. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> why? You know? Yeah, man. I, the, the Nakamura stuff, does does it does break my heart because everybody – was so much a, at buzz when Nakamura had that amazing showing at that gauntlet match, and it was like, oh, my God, please put some tea on Nakamura. And I, I, I don't want to get uh, crap on WWE too much because at least they've kind of kept Nakamura, like, in, in, in roles. Like, he's been on TV. He has yeah. been showcased or whatever. But, like, we all – like, I think even Big E said it on commentary this week. Like, this should, this is a guy that should have been a world champion already. He's underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. He said it on commentary, and you could tell – that came off the cuff. Like, he wasn't produced mm -hmm. to say this because he's saying the right. truth, you know? Um, it does break my heart. Hopefully, uh, Nakamura does get a, somewhere down the line. In 2021, he does get elevated back, like, in the conversation of a main event role. That will be determined maybe after Mania. I don't know. But um, who knows? Well, who knows what's going to happen in this chamber match? But I will say this chamber match has me more intrigued. Then the other chamber match we're oh, talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, before we talk about that match, we got a triple threat match for the United States Championship. Uh, Bobby Lashley defending the world, the United States Championship against Keith Lee Riddle. Uh, you know, if if he's gonna drop the title, it's gonna be Riddle. I highly doubt it's gonna be Keith Lee. And that's not taking. And that's not me crapping on Keith Lee, but uh, Keith Lee has been done. Injustice since he's got moved on to Raw. Yeah. Um, I think the only, in my opinion, besides that little cup of coffee he had with Randy Orton when he first got moved on to Raw, I thought he had an incredible match with Drew McIntyre on that episode of Raw. I think it was back in December yeah. or early January, I forget. But besides that, yeah. I, they have not. They they've done Keith Lee so wrong. They got my man with with the stupid shirt. They made him shave his you know facial mm -hmm. hair. It's just not the same Keith Lee from what we got in NXT. But what's your quick thoughts on this match? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Keith Lee won, just because this is what they do. You know, they'll have a guy be so irrelevant, and then all of a sudden they'll just give him something like this uh, to to bring him back up. But I think based on everything we've been seeing from Riddle lately, 
it seems like, you know, the feud's really between Riddle and Bobby, La- um, Bobby Lashley. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, why is Keith Lee thrown into this? You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Bobby Lashley and, and Riddle have been feuding, I guess, for longer. You know what I'm saying? And uh, with the way Vince apparently loves Riddle, he's giving him all these goofy backstage roles, with which I enjoy. I know some people are like, oh, he's such a geek now. But I think he's so hilarious in these roles. I just feel like you got to take the title off of Bobby Lashley. It's time. And I think Riddle's the guy as well. All right. I, I, I want to go back to Lashley in a bit. Um, by the way, I don't think Riddle's promos have been that bad either. But I will say his his promo from Monday Night Raw this week was fucking awful. That was that was a, that was that was shit. It was terrible, dude. No. It was, yeah. It was really really bad. But let's talk about this um the other chamber match. So we have Drew McIntyre defending the world title against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, Kofi Kingston. Right. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> if you've been following. <laughs> Oh my god. So that tells you all you need to know before we start talking about this. Good good thing we saved this for life. <laughs> Listen. And and I'm sure the match is gonna be good. I'm I'm not crapping on the match because I'm sure the the in-ring talent besides you, you can make your critiques about Jeff Hardy, right? But besides yeah. everything else, like you you think like this match, you know, they, there's talent there. Um right. this match should be good on paper, right? But it's just a story they're telling, the whole Sheamus stuff. Um so originally Miz was going to be in this match, and then Miz took himself off. Uh, Kofi Kingston had a match with John Morrison. If John Morrison was going to win, he's going to be in the match. Kofi Kingston was going to win, he's going to be in the match. And rightfully so, the right guy went over. Kofi is in the match, and hey, he's a former WWE World Champion. Why not, right? So, uh, so I have this theory. Um, it's no secret that Jeff Hardy has not been the same Jeff Hardy that we, you know, well, we once knew, right? Not. Like at yeah. this point, Kevin Owens is being a better Jeff Hardy than Jeff Hardy. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, like right. I, I hate, and this is not me taking a dig at Jeff, but I'm just being realistic here. All right, age has caught up to Jeff Hardy. Maybe this will be a perfect time for Jeff Hardy to be like, you know, Willow, where he could kind of do some other stuff, right? right like this will right. be kind of like the perfect time, right? So, what if Lashley drops the United States Championship, and then Lashley attacks Jeff Hardy, kind of like what Edge did to like Kofi? What Edge did to Kofi, yeah. And Lashley gets in this chamber match. You know, he is a former ECW world champion, right? So what if he, <laughs> he you know, he takes his spot? Because to me, Sheamus and, and Drew is not a marquee match for Mania. I'm sorry. No. It's not. No. And that's, and I like Sheamus. He does great yeah. work. I feel yeah. like he's an underrated wrestler. Tremendous worker. But that's not a marquee match in my opinion, right? Um. That's not a marquee match for Mania. So what if, yo, what if Lashley somehow wins this and then we get like a number one contenders match at Fastlane between like Drew and Sheamus where we could tie up that story and we mm-hmm. get Lashley and Drew at Mania. We got that match last summer, which I thought that match was great. And yeah. why not give Lashley this role? I think he's, it's long overdue. Yeah, man, that's an interesting theory. I did see somebody say something about uh, Lashley and, um, and McIntyre at Mania, and I was like, well, that's random. Where the hell did he get that from? It was actually Raj from um, Wrestling, Wrestling Inc. Inc. Yeah. Yeah, and he he said it. And, you know, he's he's a great, credible source, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, that's kind of random. Like, am I missing something? And I looked it up, and, like, nobody else was talking about it. So I'm not really sure why he said that. But now, you know, you're saying it, too. 
I like that idea a lot, you know, because I've been going back and forth. Like, who is Drew McIntyre facing at WrestleMania? And it's kind of just like, it can't be Sheamus, man. They, they cannot think that that's what they're going to give Drew McIntyre after the run that he's had. I mean, he's facing Goldberg at the Royal Rumble, and now he's facing Sheamus at WrestleMania. Like, give me a break, man. And then I'm thinking, well, it's probably going to be Brock Lesnar then. They're going to have that rematch, which I'm not <laughs> opposed to at all. Like, that would be fine. Right. Um, but then I'm like, you know, we probably would have seen Brock already by now, you know? I mean, I know there's still two more pay-per-views, so maybe not. Mm-hmm. But if not, man, I think I think Lashley's the perfect opponent. That's that's a huge match. I mean, they had a great match at that pay-per-view uh, that you just said. I forget which pay-per-view that was. Um, and then they had great matches in Impact. Yeah. When Bobby yeah. Lashley was yeah. that dominant world champion. And we have not seen that dominant world champion Bobby Lashley ever since he came back. Like, you know, he's just been a huge goofball, you know? And it's just kind of just, this could be the time. And, man, I'm all for that. I think that'd be perfect. I'm not sure, you know, him entering the chamber. I mean, obviously, he would have to win then. I'd be shocked if they if they took the title off of Drew right before WrestleMania. But then that would be a great moment if they gave Lashley a, a run with the title he'll, for, you know, a month. He'll be a transitional champion. And then in front of champion. fans, you he'll, give Drew your moment. He'll be a transitional champion, but at least he could say he's a former world champion. Yeah. You know, not including his ECW run. But, like, he'll be a, <laughs> he'll be a former world champion, and you give Drew that fine, that, that big moment and Tampa Bay, because, and, and I hate to talk shit about Sheamus, because because he he's a great talent, he's a great wrestler, but it's just that's not a marquee match for Mania. Sheamus and and Drew does, doesn't it does nothing for me. And also, you know, going going back to like before the Royal Rumble even happened, right? You could even say the WWE may have shot themselves on the foot because. You could have had the moment where AJ Styles took the title from Drew at TLC and then yeah. put Drew in the Rumble, win the Rumble, and we could have gotten Drew and Roman at Mania, right? We could have yeah. gotten that and finally give Drew that big moment, which Drew, after what we saw at Survivor Series between Drew and Roman, like I'm, I'm craving that match in front of a live audience. Like I, oh, want, yeah. I need that match again. I thought that match was phenomenal, yeah. but um, obviously they, 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 they. The cards didn't play out that way. Edge ended up winning, and now Edge. It seems like, in theory, we're gonna, we're probably gonna get Edge and Roman. I don't know what they're gonna do tonight, but I, I don't know, man. And it, it bothers me because Drew, I feel like, has been kind of an unsung hero. I don't think people give credit to Drew enough. The 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 job that he's done as champion, especially during the times that we're in now with the pandemic and no fans, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, and then winning the title with no fans. They did it in a gym, in theory, right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like they, I feel like Drew got dealt a shit hand, and I think he's got done a great job as champion. And you know, you finally give him that moment at Mania where he wins the big one. He, he's made the best out I, of I what just, he's given. I just don't want it to be against Sheamus. <laughs> I just, I just can't no, be against Sheamus. Yeah, man. and you know what I think about too? If they just, I mean, they could still do it, I guess, but maybe they shouldn't have had AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre right at that. What was it? The TLC, TLC. pay per view. And they could have just been building AJ up and getting him ready to face Drew. And it could have been AJ and Drew at WrestleMania, yeah. which I would mm-hmm. be all for. You know, if they just held off, they, they probably still could do it, but I, I don't think they will now. No, I, I don't think as much. And don't, don't make me wrong. As I will love it. If, if AJ somehow comes out, if AJ somehow comes out winning this, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Like, dude, I'll lose my fucking mind. And it's That's like, a oh, swerve. Dude, hell yeah. dude, AJ Drew at Mania, I'll pop for it. And then I might be like, hmm, maybe I should go to Mania. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but, you stop making fun of me, then. Right. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll give myself a congratulations, right? Right. But 
Congratulations. <laughs> but, um, you played yourself. No, no, no. But if somehow that that ends up doing that, oh my god, I'll be I'll be thrilled about it. But I just the way they've been booking AJ with like the whole almost yeah. stuff, I, I just don't see it happening, man. And but I, isn't it just hilarious? Like with the amount of talent that they have, they got freaking AJ Styles and the Drew McIntyre's uh, opponent for WrestleMania is up in the air. You got AJ freaking Styles, man. Mm-hmm. Like utilize him in a big role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling, man. So, yeah, I, that's going to be the most interesting thing tonight. You know, while, while you we said before, the SmackDown Chamber definitely gets us more excited, I am intrigued to see the booking aspect of right. what happens here because either way, Drew retains. You know, this is where, you know, like, like you said, you remember Kofi Kingston had that breakup performance, right, in the Elimination Chamber against Daniel Bryan and it ultimately led to his WrestleMania match. Yeah. I think either way, Drew wins this. We're going to get a good idea of who Drew's WrestleMania opponent's going to be after tonight. I mean, we have to. There's only one more pay-per-view. Dude, How much longer are you going to wait? Dude, if Sheamus comes out tonight as world champion, I, I – yeah. dude. I, and, and I hate to say that because James, like I've been saying, no, he's good, he's good, but just, he's just he. It's kind of like Dolph Ziggler, for example, tremendous worker. I could watch that dude wrestle a freaking broomstick and I'd be entertained. He's amazing at what he does, but nobody cares to see him in a world title match. And it's the same thing with Sheamus, mm-hmm. great worker, no denying that. But he's been around for so long now, it's like nobody wants to see that, right? And the difference with Kofi too is you had fans. Oh, I want to cut. Uh, that you had <laughs> totally fair. That you had fans in the stands, so that also made that that run uh, uh, changed whatever plans they had. Unfortunately, with the Thunderdome, that's all like fed in. So if they want Sheamus to go over, they'll probably hit play on the on the cheers for yeah. Sheamus. Yeah. Uh, huge pops for Sheamus winning tonight, probably uh. even though we all fake. Oh my God! <laughs> Let's we'll hope see. that don't happen. Well, look, look how we started. We started the show yeah. with such a high. <laughs> look at how we're look at how we're ending the show, right? This yeah. is why we don't end it with WWE. <laughs> and we don't start it this with WWE. This is why we don't, talk, we don't end it. We're talking about this. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, right, um, dude. Like I said, man, you can't even be a rotating third at this point. We got we gave you a title in the beginning of the show, and who knows, you might even just stick around permanently. <laughs> I hope so. Um, dude, give me your plugs, and first of all, thank you for always doing the show with us, man. Anytime always. you're on, it's just great conversations. Um, I love your takes. Not that because we, for the most part, have the same takes, but mm-hmm. you are not biased with your opinions. You're just a realist, and I try the, and be. For yeah. the problem with the wrestling community is that they try to like report on shit or whatever. There's always a bias stigma with everything. They yeah. always play favorites. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we, when you're doing this type of line of work, cause I would love to do this as a profession, right. And not be, yeah, same bu- not be busting my ass Monday through Friday, but well, according to Dave Meltzer, we are doing this as a, right. no? okay. Sorry. So <laughs> I would love to do this, you know, on a, on a regular basis as a profession, but obviously I'm not. <laughs> so easier said than done. Yeah. Right. But, I, I still try to like not be biased with my opinions, and even like, listen, we know Raw is a shit show, and I and that's why I don't I don't post about Raw often. Like mm-hmm. I might post like the only thing I posted about Raw this week was the Alexa Bliss stuff. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. everything else, I, I like. Why do I want to put more negative stuff out there? There's a whole bunch of negative shit out there. So that's why I appreciate appreciate you having have being on the show, and that's why you're the analyst of the LOC, dude. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. I'm, like I said, anytime you ask me to come on, I'm all for it. Like I said, I'm always free. I'm always available. I love to talk wrestling and it's a great platform. And like you said, we always have great conversations. 
all three of us and you know i enjoyed every time so thank you ryan give me your plugs in dude all right man uh, at the wrestle radar on instagram wrestle wrestle radar on twitter youtube uh at ryan underscore moderano on twitter and instagram for my personal page at royal ramble wrestling my boy brian just hit 20k mm-hmm. nice. followers on that page you can't say enough good things about what he has done with that page you know funny story when we were podcasting years ago when we first created this um he told me he said you know i'm not good with instagram you know i know you post a lot of pictures on your page like you take over the instagram i'll take over the twitter i said okay and then things kind of just you know we, we both had access to the instagram and stuff like that he just started posting and now look at him i don't think i could have done nearly as good of a job as he did so congratulations to him on that and um Go follow Royal Ramble. Let's get to another. Uh, let's get to third. That, that is, it's a very similar, not the exact same thing, but when we first started the show, right, which the show has evolved to, like, it, it, its own crazy machine. Like, I would have never it, thought. It could run on its own. <laughs> I, I would have I never thought, um, you know, obviously I have a great partner in Leo, but I would have never thought that Lucha Outsiders would be what it is today, right? I never had this. I, I always wanted to be, I always wanted to get involved into podcasting and wrestling, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I could never imagine where we are today. But All right. Leo's the one that pushed me. Let's start an IG page. You got to post, you got to post. And then I was like, all right, fine, let's do it. And then I, I just wanted it to be like kind of like a Facebook thing. And then, no, he pushed for the IG page. And I would have never thought that we would be where we are today. Like, I would have never thought that. Yeah. And obviously, we had a lot of help on the way and Royal Ramble, or like what I like to call the Ramble Royale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, they are obviously, you know, we, we're all like friends. And we're all, they've been strong, super supporters of Lucha Outsider, just like a whole yeah. bunch of others. So um, I can't thank the whole Ramble Royale crew, including <laughs> you and everybody else, um, Brian and them. Um, just amazing work that you guys do. So I'm happy that you guys hit 20K. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely well-deserved. Like I said, he does a hell of a job. And it's cool to see the interactions, um, you know, even on your page, too, when you post stuff. Like, you know, these wrestling fans, it's just like a, a great place for wrestling fans to have conversations, right? And for the most part, everybody's cool and respectful. And, and some people say stupid shit, but that's just wrestling oh, fans in general. Right, right, But, right, you know, right. you have good conversations on there, good people on there that just want to talk wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool outlet, you know, besides this, where we talk to each other and we have people in the chat, which is always a great thing, too. It's just a cool, cool thing, man. Yeah, and, Bri- and, Bri- and Brian and yourself, you're you're like one of the good ones, right? Especially with the content you guys put on Royal Ramble and Russell Radar, you're you're one of the good ones. There's a lot mm-hmm. of um trash shit out there where people oh. would just post well, of one that they, they'll just put neg- post negative shit, and then there's other people that will only post because of something trending, and then they do nothing. Hop on the bandwagon, yeah. right? They know nothing about what they're posting. They're just posting because it's a trending topic. But uh, right. Royal Ramble is one of the good ones. Uh, Leo, what's your plugs, man? LosRadio.com. Simple as that. Just go follow it. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just LosRadio.com. <laughs> we need a better computer, though, by the way. Gazali. Um, Real quick, I want to give a plug to the 20 by 20 podcast. I was very fortunate to do their show uh, this week. Shout-outs to Nathan. Shout-outs to Bing. I had it was a hilarious conversation with them. They're good brothers. They're one of the good ones because if they weren't good, one of the good ones, I would have done their podcast. But shout outs to them. <laughs> They're fucking hilarious. They have great content. So make sure you give them a follow and subscribe to their podcast. Twenty by twenty podcast. You can follow me at Rated R since eighty seven. But make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Even though we don't do nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah, we do. Yeah, with we our do. Twitter. Yeah, we do. We don't do nothing with our. Twitter. We we have the the username on the side, so nobody else takes it. That's the only thing we do on Twitter. Lucha Outsiders. 
<laughs> just 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 follow us on Instagram and Facebook, all right? And that is it. Yeah. Better bring that down. That's too loud. Ryan, how excited <laughs> are you for the chamber? <laughs> Dude, I'm pumped, man. Let's go. Let's hype. Couldn't be more hype. You know, it's funny because last week with Takeover, while wow, we we were like just talking about like the alliance of the for, the Forbidden Door alliance or whatever. Once it got a little bit closer to the actual show, I, I did get excited. Oh, you know what we forgot yes. to talk about? What? L.A. Knight. Oh my oh, god, what a bad name. L.A. Knight, yeah. You know what? This is what I'll say. What a I, name. I, a lot of people were giving shit to the name, right? And is it the greatest name? No. But we've heard worse. This is what I will say. If there's anyone, anyone that's going to make that name work, it's Eli Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. His promo is just fucking next level. He's good, man. He's good. I'm, I'm surprised that they signed him. Uh, he's 38 years old. I feel like he's ready for Raw SmackDown. Honestly, I don't even Me think too. he needs to go to NXT. But hopefully he has a good run there. I have a feeling it'll be just EC3 2.0 oh, once he hits main roster. But no. all the best to him. I hope not. I will say this when it comes to EC3. And I like EC3 too. But I will say this. E- Eli Drake promo-wise is next levels compared to yeah. EC3. So I yeah. feel like... Maybe Eli Drake or L.A. Knight will have a maybe uh, a better shot at making it on Raw or SmackDown. Can only hope. Great for Leo, what do you think of the name? I hate it. <laughs> it, it has... You don't like the Vegas Golden Knights and the L.A. You know, uh, L.A. Kings. Maybe that's his favorite hockey team. He threw them together. No. no. All right. <laughs> for the analyst of the L.O.C. Ryan Radar. For the old man Leo. Yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it Rated R, and stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good.